0: back. (音楽) We'll be right back. happened about like an hour and a half ago hour 45 minutes ago yeah because they only announced them like a day before like it's always like oh the new Nintendo Direct is announced it's tomorrow at like 6pm they announced it at like 3pm previous day
1: it was good yeah (laughs) did they announce anything good
0: uh The big thing for my friends was Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is getting a remaster for the Switch. Oh, really? And that's a big deal because Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is a great game that's hindered by the Wii's ability to handle it. Mm -hmm. And it has actual, like, animations, and they're not just weird face textures now. Are they
1: remastering it for the Switch? Yeah.
0: Fourth Fighter was announced for Smash Brothers. Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury, my favorite fighting game character of all time. (laughs) I'm so happy about that. Uh, They announced Banjo... Banjo? Dropped today. They shadow dropped it. So they're like, oh, yeah, here's some stuff on Banjo. We're going to see gameplay of it after the direct, by the way. It's coming out tonight. How many more characters do they have to add? One. Just one more? Until they announce that they're doing more after that. Because it was the five, remember? Yeah. And then they announce, like... Oh, yeah. No, we're actually developing more. There's going to be, like, a season two, essentially.
1: Well, it's going to... I mean, it is, you know, the Smash, like, ultimate, so... And they said it's going to contain, like, every
0: character. Yeah, they said they're going to add new franchises.
1: When it came out... I mean, I don't know if when they say that it's gonna. I mean, it's definitely a way for them to continue making money off of it. Yeah. Because I'm sure that it's gonna be some sort of like, if it starts to become like seasons, then some sort of like payment type thing you're gonna have to do. So they do that with the challenger
0: stuff. It's like, oh, you pay like like nine ninety nine or something. Not ninety nine. It's like fifteen or twenty bucks for like all five of them.
1: Oh, instead of like having to unlock them in the game, or that's how you. That's how you. No, get the,
0: when they they get that's how you get them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that most like cross tag battle also does that it's like oh you get the pack and then when they come out they're in the roster yeah because uh a lot of games don't do the unlockable thing anymore except Mm -hmm. for smash smash ultimate actually did and it was great because they only gave you the starting eight from the original smash brothers and you had to unlock the other like 65 characters yeah which is i
1: love that i haven't played too much of it honestly uh my little sister has it neither have i um I think they have most of the characters unlocked. I don't think they have bought
0: any of the ones that have come out, though. Yeah, you unlock them pretty easily, but it is 65 unlockable characters.
1: That's enough to satisfy you, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can understand if you're super into the game buying all the other characters that come out. I mean, it's kind of like, you know... Yeah, because you have your main, you know, that you play. The special characters that they come out with for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: It's like, oh, cool. Nightwolf and Sindel looks great and... Bawn is there a j- Joker? <laughs> and Joker and then Terminator. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we had fucking what? Xenomorph in 10, right?
1: Yeah, they had Predator too. Yeah.
0: Freddy Krueger was he Freddy Krueger in 9? Uh,
1: maybe. MK9? I know
0: that the last one had um Jason.
1: Jason and uh When are we going to get James Maniac?
0: Master. I want Maniac Cop. Maybe fucking Mortal Kombat. What's his name? Yeah,
1: we need to get some straight classic horror.
0: Yeah. Give me fucking Jeepers Creepers.
1: (laughs) Give me Chopping Mall. Oh, God.
0: The robot from Chopping Mall has one move. (laughs) Blow up head. That's also his fatality. Yeah, that works. The big thing. So the direct was great. And then they did the gameplay demo for Banjo. And they announced a couple other things. Like some more costumes for like the Mii's and the shitstorm went full blown after the re- direct if people stuck around for it because they showed so sans yeah is in smash really as a costume for the me gunner but it is it is sans like mm-hmm. it's not like some cheap costume it's sans but it's but he plays also like a costume Mii. he's a palette swap essentially like picking imagine like you go to your character and you can pick different colors yeah, for them yeah. play the same that's what that's what those are. Okay. Um, and there's a remix of Megalovania done by Toby Fox. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he had a hand in it, and, like, he was totally involved. So that's the big thing. is, Sans is in Smash. Technically. Good direct otherwise. So, enough about the direct. This is Mangle Movie Madness. Welcome back, guys. Episode 5.
1: And also the start of the first of our new month's theme. Mm-hmm.
0: Hunting folks for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> I've officially dubbed it. So... I am Tim I'm Ryan and we watch a bunch of movies we do so if you're listening to this episode first which there could be uh, a chance that you are because we are officially on iTunes
1: yeah this will be the first episode to come out on there technically yes all the other ones are already out on
0: automatic mm-hmm. and those will already automatically be thrown into iTunes but this will be the first one that releases uh, with our podcast already on the iTunes platform and that's really cool I think we. I, I again. I revisit that plankton meme where he's like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know I'd get this far." Yeah, we're really. five episodes under about belt. We're down. We're already into a new month. This is the first week where Ryan and I are actually recording in the planned range that we were going to to begin with. <laughs> Monday being the movie watching day wednesday being the day we record and saturday being the day it upload now of course the mondays and the saturdays have remained the same the recording days have been all over the fucking place i don't think we've ever actually recorded on a wednesday we're
1: just really bad at planning
0: it was a it was a weird transitional period we did episode one and then i left for ocean city yeah so we actually watched the movie two weeks before we recorded it kind of fucking bizarre to be like oh yeah hi i have a thing on itunes which yeah. I know anyone can. It's it's not too hard to do that, but it's also a weird thing. We're to on think iTunes, about. bro. Yeah, especially. I used iTunes as a kid. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's a bad platform because it's dated. It Used to be a bad platform. Uh, <laughs> it used to be. Yes. So we're on iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts, because it's yeah that yeah,
1: they, they kind of destroyed it. But I guess Apple Apple Podcasts right now is like the king of like streaming for podcasts. That's true. But Spotify is catching up. I know yes. that they were pretty crappy when they first started to release podcasts. So I I would just use a separate They
0: very recently in the in less than it's been less than a year since they allowed regular people to actually submit podcasts to them. Yeah. They usually picked them up if they were interested, but now anyone can kind of submit. So speaking of which, we are going to be my aim is to be on Spotify and be on Google Play by the time Episode 3 comes out. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the way things work with Spotify is I'm making a logo. I'm making a logo for the show, which you'll see. You won't see. You're, you're on you're listening on Podomatic or iTunes. You're probably just seeing the pictures of the movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get rid of that, and we're going to have a, a universal logo that I am working on right now. It better be cool. I swear to God. It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no big promises. That's where we are in terms of where things are being uploaded to. So hopefully we get some new listeners there. If you're coming from iTunes, hi. Welcome. Hey, guys. Welcome. Uh, and if you – I totally understand if you're starting with this and not episode one because the shortest episode that we have is an hour and 41 minutes. That's – I mean that's not too
1: unusual for podcasts now. Most of the it's podcasts – long format. Yeah. And it's one topic. Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. Most of the podcasts I listen to are – uh, kind of one topic at My least top. general broad like one topic um, but they are all around like two hours
0: like an hour and a half long the one that I keep up with the most tops in it three to four Yeah, like, some of them can get pretty but it's long. a lot of stuff that they cover
1: hey man if you can keep me interested for four hours yeah <laughs>
0: I'll listen yeah so that's that let's talk about the running man yeah we'll be number movie number one of this month kill him <laughs> In the year
2: 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time? Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. Go! The highest rated TV show in history guess they want us to stay. <laughs> it's a game between life and death.
3: <laughs> Give you a lift. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Schwarzenegger is The Running Man. He's playing for a prize. The prize
0: is his life.
2: Out about the life.
0: So The Running Man released in 1987 and was directed by a man named Paul Michael Glazer. So let's talk about his movies and talk about some of the people that worked on this. Yeah. Nice. All
2: right, here we go. And rolling sound, quiet. Here we go.
0: Ready.
3: Speed.
0: Speed. 126.7. Ready. And starting right on the lens. Ready. Okay. And, and action.
1: So, uh, actually,
0: he's actually pretty well known for Starsky and Hutch. Yes, Starsky and Hutch, the. Show in the '70s, and then the 2004 reboot movie with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. <laughs> he has as an actor 41 credits. Uh, most recently, he actually does episodes of Grease and Frankie, which I've watched the pilot. That show's actually pretty pretty funny.
1: It seems like he's a he's a normal on a lot of those like detective shows. Mm-hmm. He's worked with like Numbers, The Mentalist, Criminal Minds, The Closer. Um but yeah, it seems like most of his credits seem to be from the actor perspective. Uh, he doesn't have too many as a director.
0: It looks like he blends mostly in television. However, he did direct Kazam. Oh yeah, that's so a, he does. He that's a star in my book.
1: Yeah, isn't that the movie that everybody gets confused for, like Shazam? a Shaq movie? No, Kazam is no, the, no, Shaq not the Shaq movie. movie. Um, what's his name? The comedian.
0: Oh, oh, uh, Simbad. Yeah, Simbad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a Mandela effect. People think that Sinbad was in Kazam, and it was it was Shaq. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: There's only one thing from the Mandela effect that really, like, fucks with my head, and that's the Berencene
0: Bears. Dude, that shit said Stein when I was a kid. It you did. Cannot. I swear to fucking God it said Stein. Not, this isn't a groupthink thing. I, uh, I will But people were going back, right? Yeah. People were going back to their books. Like, oh, I went to, like, my parents' house. And I went to the old toy box where all my stuff, and I pulled it out. And it said Stain. Nope. Parents, it's all a lie. Parents are fucking weird. Okay, the so go. the
1: only thing that it wouldn't fuck with me so much if it wasn't just the fact that, like, Baron Stein sounds weird because I'm so used to saying Baron Steen bears. Yeah. But, like, I distinctively remember seeing on the cover Baron Steen. Yeah.
0: Like, it's not like I couldn't fucking read. I was reading the book. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk just a little bit about I would call it required watching, sort of. Because it's a really, really good movie. And oh, yeah. if you're a fan of more kind of musically implemented movies, that's a weird way of me saying musicals, like uh, Les Miserables or Rocket Man, even. Mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof is really good. And he plays the main character, Perchick, the Fiddler on the Roof, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So good. He's from Cambridge. Do you know that? Is he? Yeah. A Our... lot of. Uh...
1: Our I wonder town. if our he's, home state rather. Yeah, Since I wonder from if he's in like mass. classically theater trained because that's why a lot of British actors are pretty like held highly in regard. In terms, well, he of ain't their...
0: British. He's, he's from a... Cambridge, Mass. Oh, not from Cambridge, UK. No, oh, no, 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 okay. no. You just say Cambridge. So. <laughs> that's why I said our home state. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, he's still alive. He's still alive and kicking. He was born in 1943, but he is a great actor and also a pretty good director. I mean, Kazam, come on. Oh yeah,
1: dude. I we're, oh god, doesn't There's a scene in that movie where he, the kids like sleeping and I just remember Shaq going like bursting through his like closet door. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: He also did uh in in the same era of, uh, or in the same span of maybe 5 to 10 years. Mm-hmm. He did The Cutting Edge, the figure skating movie, and <laughs> he also did what else did he? The Air up there the air up there the air up there which I'm was not in 94 with that, one. that is uh, the it's a basketball movie with a really really tall dude
1: i should
3: have
0: guessed what the charles name is like charles gatonga mina who i think was
1: as a tall man i take offense to that that yeah. movie name
0: he was also in Sequest 2032 which Although... is nothing to do with sea uh, lab 2020
1: sea <laughs> <laughs> lab 2021
0: does anyone know what that movie is about
1: wait no you're talking about the movie or the show
0: Sorry, okay. it was a hard. There's Sea
1: Lab 2020, and then there's Adult Swim Sea Lab 2021.
0: Yeah, the writer, Stephen King.
1: Yes, he. Uh... I
0: forget that this is. I often forget that this is based off of a uh, a book. Stephen King is one of the very first people that we come across who is completely self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Pet Cemetery, it Chapter Two. <laughs> uh, trucks. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive, my favorite Stephen King movie. Christine Cujo. Carrie. I know I'm missing something stu- Yeah, Carrie, I'm missing something stupid. What's another? Uh, Children in the Corn.
1: Did you say Pet Cemetery?
0: I did say Pet Cemetery. Okay. And the Pet Cemetery reboot. Um, Go to his IMDb.
1: He has written many, many, many books. Yes. <laughs> it, yes. The Dark Tower?
0: Dark Tower, yeah, with Idris Elbow. Oh, my God. Hydras I- Elbow. Elbow. I recommend people going to his IMDb. And looking at all of the stuff he has in post production or is completed, all the stuff that the has shining. yet to come out, The Shining. Was that you were forgetting? <laughs> yeah, that was what I was forgetting. He has so much stuff coming out.
1: Oh, I know. He especially, is a busy man, and, and he's
0: always been a busy man.
1: He he's uh, just now getting to that point where all of like every movie that he's coming out with recently are all big picture, big name actor like films. Yeah. Whereas before, he could come out with a couple of movies that were. Uh, like on the big screen but a lot of them were made for tv yeah and i feel like we're now getting into that it's almost like stephen king has his own like mcu universe of horror
0: yeah yeah
1: which is i mean it's kind of true because a lot of his the way he writes his books i don't remember if it's like one big universe that like a lot of like separate universes are in that they're all like connected somehow or if they're all taking place in like the same universe yeah that's how he writes around his uh dark tower series by using characters from his other books to connect into one book.
0: We didn't even uh, I mean there's still so many more. And also they are like short stories yeah. and novellas. But oh my god, he has so much stuff. He has If you incredible. know anything about The Green about... Mile yeah. was him. Yeah. Stand the by Mist, me. Stand by me. Salem's Lot. Yeah. Misery. Yeah. That's a huge one. That's a great. That's one of that's he... one of the most highly praised Psychological horrors. He is
1: does. a grade A certified master for, and anything that he has yeah. is Go watch Maximum Overdrive, and you'll
0: <laughs> yeah. see this man knows how to make things scary. Although I'm sure. I can't <laughs> really say it with a straight face. Maximum Overdrive is dumb, but I love it. <laughs> it's got the Green Goblin truck and the ACDC soundtrack, man.
1: Yeah, his made for TV movies. And Creep Show. Kinda... We didn't even
0: talk about Creep Show.
1: Yeah. Well, Creep Show wasn't entirely his.
0: No, no, but he had a, a very heavy hand in it.
1: And he did uh, act in one of the skits.
0: But The Running Man was right kind of in the middle of his horror, like your transition between 80s and 90s horror that he was doing, where he was doing like, yeah, he was doing.
1: I would say it's probably within the height of his horror popularity as a writer.
0: Well, this is pre-It. This predates It by three years.
1: No, I know. I mean, like, as a writer for him. Oh, as
0: a writer? Absolutely. He's at an all-time high.
1: Um, because I feel like nowadays, although he's still highly regarded as like one of the best horror writers of all time, Mm -hmm. uh, his movies are more in the public eye than his writing. Yeah. But now like everybody, I mean, he might, I don't know if he, has he released, uh, any made for TV movies yet or started to do that? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, around this time anyway, he, um, was basically not at the point yet where, he might be known, you know, from just a movie, he's known for his writing.
0: Mm-hmm. He is credited in the novel of The Running Man as Richard Bachman.
1: Mm-hmm. He wrote it under a pseudonym.
0: Mm-hmm. So this, so the, this movie came out in 1987. So in 1987, Stephen King wrote the story to Creepshow 2, or the stories of Creepshow 2, uh, Return to Salem's Lot. He worked on the TV series Tales from the Dark Side. He also wrote the short stories to The Last Ring of the Ladder and The Lawnmower Man. Mm-hmm. That's all he – that is in one year. Yeah, you ain't even talk about the year before he did Stand by Me and Maximum Overdrive, and then the next year he would do. He actually take a break. The next thing he would do in nineteen eighty nine is the novel for Pet Cemetery.
1: He's a busy man.
0: He's incredibly busy. Oh, I know what I was forgetting. What his greatest creation, the Langoliers? <laughs> <laughs> they eat like an airport, don't they? Oh man, I don't. I haven't seen that. movie. It is a scary concept, the Langoliers. But uh, I mean, the effects took me out of the movie, kind of like when Isaac gets sacrificed to Children of the Corn, and yeah, like, he gets the the
1: the amoeba. There's a lot of his writing that I mean, especially nowadays. Like if you're watching those older movies, like it's not really scary. Like even it isn't like really a horror movie. I consider it more of a thriller. Yeah. Um. His concepts are written in a way where they they can be absorbed by both children and adults. Yeah. So, like, it's not, like, super scary, but it can get up there. (laughs) There's a lot more in his books than they put in the movies, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, I mean, it's the same case with any book-to-movie transfer.
0: The screenplay was done by Steven D'Souza, Mm -hmm. which we can talk briefly about. He has done a lot of television, a lot of television. He It looks like his career started in 1973 as a writer for Arnold's Wrecking Co.
1: So I wonder if Stephen King was even involved. Because I know with a lot of his movies, he likes to be involved with the production and with the writing of the screenplay. Mm -hmm. Um, But since when they first bought the rights to the book to make it into a movie... He didn't know, uh, because it was written under a pseudonym for Stephen King, that it was a Stephen King book. Yeah. So I don't know whether or not how involved Stephen King was in the production of the movie.
0: Yeah. So I'm just going to talk about some of the stuff that he did after The Running Man. Because everything's kind of – it's it's he did a couple episodes of Knight Rider. He did a couple episodes of The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries. Mm-hmm. After Stephen D'Souza writes The Running Man – or writes uh, the screenplay for The Running Man business picks up for him oh yeah he does die hard he writes the screenplay for die hard and die hard Two. he does a screenplay for ricochet this one all right i say business picks up and then i say these two uh, these three but i kind of like the live action 94 flintstones movie with john goodman
1: oh my gosh i actually remember that movie
0: uh beverly hills cup three and street fighter street fighter yeah he wrote the screenplay for Drudge Dredd the next year. Oh right. Really? Drudge Drudge
1: Dredd. <laughs> Thank God. Judge God. A
0: lot of uh but business picks up and then I guess you could say it kind of falls uh down if you know, depending on your taste for those movies, I they're guilty pleasures for me, but I don't feel guilty about it, so they're just play.
1: John Goodman's such a good actor.
0: He is. I the, still have Oh seen, man, what uh, was
1: that movie he was in recently that was a remake of that alien
0: movie? talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane yeah yeah that That was what I was gonna say I haven't seen that yet you haven't seen it yet no but he's so good in that 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 movie
1: would be a million times better if they took out the alien portion of it yeah because the alien part is only at the end of the movie like at the very end of the movie and it just ruins everything that they had built up to that point. It's with
0: the tied plot. into Cloverfield, though.
1: I know it is, but like the way that they had John Goodman acting and the way that they were leaning... like If you didn't know or previously had seen a, a Cloverfield movie and didn't know about that like alien plot, if you just took out that alien plot and maybe just named the movie something else, it would have been a ten times better movie.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting take. Because like, it, it being tied down to a... Existing franchise kind of takes away from it. Yeah. Interesting. Now let's talk about some stars. Oh, yeah. Cast. We got our big boy. Biggest boy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. At the height of his action movie hubris. The action king,
1: action king of the 80s.
0: Probably. And the early 90s. Yeah. Because remember, T2 yeah. doesn't come out till like 1990. That's true. Or 1991. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, born in Austria, not Germany.
1: Yeah, he's not German. So many people have said that his accent sounds super German, but it's Austrian. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it's, it's easy to get them confused.
0: I guess, yeah. He was born in Tall Styria, Austria in 1947. He began his acting career in 1970 as Hercules in New York. I like oh, he Hercules two. because he was a Mr Uni- he was a Mr Universe. he was yeah. a he's a big guy. He yeah. you know he was a bodybuilder and then he became an
1: actor. Why do they always have somebody who's like slightly bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger like standing next to him in all of his movies? Cause like he's like I don't know why, but in Running Man because it makes to, him look
0: superhuman. I don't know.
1: I don't know in Running Man compared to everybody else, he looked fairly short. But he's six two. Well,
0: Laughlin was a big dude. Yeah. Because he was tall, yeah. but he was also like kind of pudgy. Yeah. He was and stoppy. Wise was just tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. But neither of them were tall and built like Arnold. Yeah. So it makes him I don't look know, just stronger.
1: Like, yeah, compared to those guys, he just like the film made him look short.
0: Yeah, a little bit. We talked. We were, that was something they were like. He doesn't like you. Were didn't you are like? I didn't realize how short he was.
1: Well, I, Yeah, I guess he's about the same height as me. Yeah, but uh, he seemed shorter. And in you're movie. taller
0: than most people. Yeah, you're taller. Than what are you me, trying to like, say, man? <laughs> trying to say, big height means big spirit. <laughs> you got a big heart. Big heart. Fast forward our way to 1982. His first kind of major action role is Conan the Barbarian, and then two years later with Conan the Destroyer, where he plays Conan. Oh yeah, O'Brien. Conan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Is good. I haven't seen Conan the Destroyer. I like I Conan the Barbarian a lot because he, he prays to the God and says, if you do nothing for me, then to hell with you.
1: I've only seen a bit of Conan. I haven't seen Conan the Destroyer either. <laughs>
0: it's good. It's no Beastmaster, but it's good. <laughs> it doesn't have any ferrets. He was in the Terminator. Obviously, he was in the Terminator. His most rec- One of the most recognizable movie roles of all time. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator.
1: Oh, definitely. One of the best, I mean, one of the biggest sci-fi franchises of all time. Mm-hmm.
0: Good plot, too. Yeah. Commando. Well, most of them. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> Raw deal, Predator. After Predator. So this year, the year he plays Dutch in Predator is the year that he is Ben Richards in The Running Man.
1: I would say he's one of the biggest, sci- specifically sci-fi action heroes. Yeah. Because he's always, like, whenever he's the action hero, he's always involved in something, like, either futuristic or scientific or something.
0: Yeah. A year later, he do Red Heat and twins in the same year and then fast forward to the 90s he's in t2 he's in t3 he's in total recall he's in dave last action hero junior eraser jingle all the way batman and robin end of days
3: that movie and
0: tales from the crypt
1: <laughs> i like um jim carrey in that movie as the riddler is he in that movie is that because i know. we've
0: fucked up on this multiple times i don't know Jim Carrey Riddler is, isn't it? uh, Because I know
1: Poison Ivy's in that movie. I don't remember. Is Mister
0: Freeze? Is the Batman with Mister Freeze the one where Val Kilmer is Batman, or is it
1: Michael Keaton? No, it's the one George Clooney.
0: Oh God! Jim Carrey's Riddler shows up in. I think it is Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah, so
1: that's the one. That's the
0: Schumacher. Batman Forever '95. That is Val Kilmer Batman.
1: Yeah, so no, I got that wrong. Okay,
0: Ben Richards. Is a cool guy.
1: He's a uh, military.
2: Yeah,
0: he is. He is. Uh, he's ex-mil. Well, ex. Yeah, he was ex-military. Would you call it? Would you call it military, or would you call it like police state?
1: Um, I would say police state. It seems sort of like because they they specifically said when they were trying to get him into the games, they said that they had a previous rule of no military. Mm-hmm. So he, he seems like he was sort of special forces military where they were doing like black ops missions. Yeah. Because they were definitely, I mean, whatever they were doing that ended up getting him in this situation seemed like something that was undercover or, like, seemed to cover up something else or, you know. Although that whole story behind what happens that actually gets him landed or landing him in prison doesn't really ever get fully explained except the truth coming out about what actually happened.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like it more than Terminator, but I like it more than, say, Quaid. You know what I'm saying?
1: I wish that for being like a futuristic sort of, I wish the costumes were better.
0: That's 19- like I know it's that, the eighties, man. Yeah.
1: But I, and I also know that some of the, the, uh, what are they called? The, uh, stalkers. Yeah. Some of their costumes were also make it to make it so that Arnold could like make fun of them and yeah. belittle them. Yeah um but i mean i don't know they're supposed to be these like murderers that are killing people on live tv for entertainment they should at least make their costumes a little more cooler than just a giant fat guy with a tight ass fucking uh vest on that lights up with a bunch of different like christmas Uh, lights (laughs) i
0: I wish he did more opera (laughs) it's so 80s it almost feels like something now that talks about how over the top eighties was. and Yeah, it seems
1: it. like it's making fun of itself. Like, yeah, and I'm, it might be because we're used to so many of those cliches now, and when it comes to move, like, especially action movies, yeah, that you know when you look back on one of the movies that actually like started all those cliches, all you can notice are all the cliches, yeah. <laughs> and you're just sitting there saying like, oh god, it's such an eighties movie, but then you're like, this was like, you're like yeah, the eighties movie, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matrix* font. oh yeah. Our second build, Maria Conchita Alonso plays Amber Mendez. The bitch who rats her out and then ends up becoming the love interest slash... I told you in the beginning of the movie that
1: they were going to get together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, they make it... I mean, especially action movies where the romance portion of it is more for, like, to make the guy look good. Like, oh, of course he could get the girl. He could get any girl. He's the hero of the story, like... It's pretty obvious who they're going to put together. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Because it's like the one girl that isn't like either belittling him or like either already hates him for some reason or just, you know, is not giving him any attention. (laughs)
0: Yeah. This is not the first movie. Well, it is. It is the first movie (laughs) that Maria uh, Alonso and Arnold Schwarzenegger would work together in. However, three years later, they would reconnect in predator 2 oh where she plays the role of leona cantrell mm-hmm. she's still around and kicking she has 106 credits as an actress damn she's been busy she has been busy she's still doing things now mm-hmm. she has two projects that have been announced one has been completed and three are in post-production
1: is she uh just are her credits mainly tv or movies
0: I think most of them are film. Yeah, she's been – actually, it looked like things picked up after 2007. She started getting a lot more stuff because it looks like maybe she was doing two to three projects a year, and now it's uh, two to three projects a year again. (laughs) I eat my words. I fucking blow at this, man. I blow at podcasting. You're bad, Tim. No, we love you. That's okay. I do. Uh, She's been active since (laughs) 1978, again, uh, with a lot of Spanish films and Spanish TV series. And then she started doing a bunch of movies. She did Blood Ties, a TV movie. Oh, she was an actress
1: in uh, The Lords of Salem.
0: Yeah, she was. House of Spirits, Roosters, Teamster Boss, The Jackie Presser Story. McBain, McBain, you suck, McBain. Uh, Saints and Sinners. The Running Man and Predator 2 landed her most notable roles. Yeah. Moving on to uh, two of our cohorts of Mr. Ben Richards. We have Yafet Kato as William Laughlin. And Marvin J. McIntyre as Harold Wise. Let's start with Laughlin.
1: Now he is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's si- kind of sidekick in this like scenario, although not too much is really explained about his backstory or who he really is. It's more so he kind of teamed up with Schwarzenegger and because they were in prison together and yeah. they escape.
0: He looks like he's aged between the late seventies and the early eighties because he had one of the things that define him his. His look Mm. is his eyes Mm kind of look like inflamed almost. And I was trying to figure out where I recognized him from. And I realized he is an alien. Oh, he's Parker. He looks uh, he looks he looked so different. Yeah, he looks way younger. Yeah, that came out in 1979. This Um. is 1987. This is only eight years later. Yeah, I did not know that.
1: He looks bigger in this movie. Yeah, he
0: does look bigger. Uh, which is funny because he's kind of like the heavy in that Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. With the, the, what do they call that? The smart gun.
1: Which is funny that he stands bigger and taller than Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie Mm -hmm. because he doesn't really do much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, He is in an episode of The Wire from 2004. Uh, He's still kicking as well. Mm -hmm. 1939 is when he was born, so he's an old motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now at least
1: got a lot of movies. He's in.
0: also in Sequest 2032. He's in The Puppet Masters in 1994 as Wrestler. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh Intent to Kill, he was in Live and Let Die, he was Mr. Big.
1: Oh. Uh he has also worked on some TV shows like The
0: Wire. Freddy's Dead the Final Nightmare. Oh, really? I I this is I think our second person or third person maybe to be in this uh movie. He's Doc in Freddy's Nightmare, <laughs> or Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Nightmare is the TV series, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's Freddy's or no. Nightmare and Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Yeah,
1: Freddy's Nightmare is a movie. I think Freddy, um, what is it, is it Dream Warriors? Or what that, wasn't that the sequel to two? No, that was, but it was, didn't they also have like a TV show based off of the Dream Warriors?
0: Or? Oh, maybe. I don't remember. It gets a little convoluted with anything after Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Yeah. You just kind of fast forward to the it reboot.
1: It switches between, like, what the anything after one, it switches between, after a couple of movies, between being, like, serious and not serious yeah. and then losing all seriousness.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's in Midnight Run. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or heard of it, for that matter. I have heard of it. I have not Midnight seen it. Midnight Run is a great premise as well. I think uh, that should be something that we should consider watching in the future. And yeah. He did that just after The Running Man about a year later. He played the character Alonzo Mosley.
1: He was in uh, the 1983 A-Team. He was uh, Charles.
0: Moving on to Mr. McIntyre. Marvin J. McIntyre has done a couple of... His career seems to stop in 2001 with an episode of Nash Bridges, which, hell, if I was on Nash Bridges, I'd end my career, too. (laughs) But he did a bunch of other cool stuff besides The Running Man, where he was wise. He also did Return to Horror High, Uh, Short Circuit, where he was Duke. Mm-hmm. Pale Rider, uh, as in Cl- Eastwood movie. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Future Part 3, where he's the mortician. That's kind of it. <laughs> chud 2, Bud the Chud. Eh, you know, a lot. Of,
1: it seems like um, a lot of these movies that we've been watching at least recently... It's like a couple of big name actors, like maybe one or two, and then everybody else has either been like maybe a few TV show episodes, maybe a movie here and there, but not really anything big, which is kind of normal, at least with the movies we've been watching so far with because they're not nothing huge budget. You're going to have the budget maybe hire two or three at most like big name actors Mm -hmm. and everything else has got to be cheaper. Which oh, is why fuck. a lot of people will say, I mean, this isn't really horror, but it's from somebody who has, you know, their background in horror mm-hmm. um, that a lot of these types of movies have like uh, the reason so many 80s and 90s movies specifically get, you know, or, or 80s or 90s horror movies get bragged on or not bragged on, but like nagged on so much is because, you know, usually the class of actor is lower because of the budgets they have to afford. Yeah. I mean, that's what you hear all the time with, like, the Friday the 13th movies, especially all the teenagers that they hire for those roles.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about two more characters here, and then we're going to give kind of a nod to another four. And if you saw The Running Man, you probably know exactly who we're talking about here. (laughs) So our big bad, Mr. Damon Killian, played by Richard Dawson.
1: The host of The Running Man.
0: The host of The Running Man. Is also the host of Family Feud.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I read somewhere that uh, they said that his personality on Family Family Feud with like his crew and stuff like that is similar to his Damon Killian character. <laughs> yes,
0: Damon Killian was his final his final acting role mm-hmm. that he did in his career. He passed away in two thousand and twelve, and he's actually from uh, Hampshire in England, in the UK, not New Hampshire, mm-hmm. actual UK. Hamster. Wow. Holy fucking shit, Tim. <laughs> Before that, of course, he was in Family Feud. He was Burt Buchanan in The Love Boat, Treasure Island, as is Long John Silver's voice. He was the voice of Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah. Legendary uh, stereotype.
1: He was on... uh a legendary actor. Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's
0: Heroes, Devil's Brigade, Dick Van Dyke Show, as Tracy Radigan, Jack Benny Program, as audience member sitting next to Jack. <laughs> Longest day... Uh, which is his oldest, at
1: 1962. He's worked with, actually, he's the second person on this uh, cast list to work with Alfred Hitchcock.
0: That is also true.
1: He's on the Dick Van Dyke show Mm -hmm. back in 63.
0: Mm -hmm. Lastly, Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Freedom. Jesse Ventura, the body. Greatest pro wrestler of the 80s. Not true. And uh,
1: all-around crazy person. Yeah, he didn't really do too much. Mm-hmm. He was was he the last and final stalker?
0: Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. He doesn't really fight anybody. He simulates. Remember, and then that's the last we see of him. Yeah. He doesn't really get to fight anybody. He's also a big action movie star. Uh, besides being in the Running Man, and also being a pro wrestler, and that's a big thing governor of Minnesota, and then later crazy conspiracy chemtrails theorist.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing of the 80s for action movies is you need a big baddie. You got to get the, the wrestler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is in Predator as Blaine, uh, which came out the same year. So Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger, two big guys working together. Yeah. He is uh, He's actually in a guard in Arkham Asylum in Batman and Robin, which is the George Clooney Batman that we talked about with Arnold as Mr. Freeze. Mr. Big Freeze. dudes working together 10 years later. Demolition Man, he is Cryocon. His career seems to stop in 2014 with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the TV series, in the episode The Finger. Oh, God. Or as The Finger in an episode of Foot Too Big, which I'm going to assume this is the first Nickelodeon series, which I heard was actually very, very good. The remake of TMT, or TMNT is good? TMNT, the Nickelodeon series, but not the new one. The 3D one, not the new 2D one, where they're all, like, oh. of different... Okay. Bill, You're about the, the, older heights? One? the older one. Yeah, yeah. I that watched a bit of that one when I was younger. Very good from yeah. what I was told. He is Jesse Ventura in a lot of movies. Yeah. But some of his best roles is when he's not Jesse Ventura. Like Zorro, the T V series.
1: He was in the T V series Zorro? <laughs> yeah, he's
0: big Jim Jarrett. It's hard when you get to the late eighties to find the actual roles he's in because he well, gets In the late, a bunch of video packages for WWF.
1: Yeah, that's what he was doing mainly throughout the late eighties. Was doing.
0: He's also in No Holds Barred, Uh, Bad Wrestling movie starring Hulk Hogan and uh, Zeus. In the middle of all this WWF stuff, he starts with Predator and the Running Man, and then that's kind of when we start to see more of his roles.
1: Which once you get, I, I feel like once you get pegged as. Like, one of the, the few wrestling actors that kind of make the switch to doing... Because anytime a wrestling actor moves to movies, it's always action movies.
0: There's only three that I say do it well. And that's Jesse Ventura, Forty Whatnots, and Hosted Off the Grid, The Rock, and Dave Bautista. Those are the only three that I say they, may, they gracefully bridge the gap. Okay. John Cena's trying to get up there. I don't know. He's kind of been one note for I don't know his entire life. John on Cena
1: is popular mostly due to meme culture. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't be in movies right now if it wasn't no, for No, he was that. the
0: biggest star for the longest time. So, and it would Because be... of meme culture. No, 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 no. He had been the biggest star since like 2005.
1: Well, biggest star in like wrestling, not on like TV or movies.
0: No. But then he started hosting the Kids Choice Awards, and that's where it
3: began. Yeah.
0: Which by the way, that meme was like three years old when it was popular mm-hmm. because that came from a, uh, that radio bit. Or not the radio bit, but the fake like Colin.
1: Even he makes jokes about that now. Yeah. It's so annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah. When they become self-aware. Have you seen his Instagram though? Yeah.
1: A couple of times. Do seen his I don't Instagram follow it.
0: is fucking, it's like, it's like an avant-garde art masterpiece.
1: <laughs> Isn't like, I'm trying to remember if Jim Carrey has an Instagram or a Twitter.
0: He has a Twitter. He has a Twitter. He's a Twitter because he yeah. was fighting on Twitter with Mussolini's granddaughter. Yeah,
1: because he uh, was was it over a portrait he painted or something he said. So
0: it was a something he painted about uh, with, with it was Mussolini like beheaded. Oh okay. She was like, "You're an asshole," and it's like, "Your grandfather like killed a bunch of people in Italy by starving them." Yeah, but
1: she also got like one big knockback at him. Yeah, <laughs> she like, did pretty well for yeah. herself, I,
0: I, I have to say.
1: Like, ooh, you got your cheeks clapped, cheeks clapped by the... Oh, I don't want Jim Carrey <laughs> clapping cheeks.
0: Good for him. <laughs> He's been having a rough patch, you know? Yeah. He thought he was going to die in Hawaii that one time.
1: His uh, Was it his girlfriend or his wife that committed suicide?
0: Uh, his girlfriend did. Yeah. But they thought he did it, and then it turns out she did it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, no, wasn't she murdered? No, it was Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> girlfriend, which she testified. They found the guy. Ashton Kutcher's girlfriend.
1: girlfriend got murdered?
0: Yeah, and they thought it was him for a little like bit. Like recently? Yeah, and he testified, and they actually found the guy who did it. Oh. Uh, not recently. I thought he was dating oh, Mila. I think, oh, okay. Uh, I think it was from right before he was on Two and a Half Men.
1: Okay, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure he's dating Mila Kunis, and I was like, Mila Kunis is dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear anything about her getting murdered. <laughs>
0: yeah. So let's talk – So. Just briefly, these last four. We're gonna. I want to give credit to where credit is due because they do play major roles in this film as the stalkers. And some of them have more credits than others, but we're just gonna kind of keep it short and simple and to the point. Mm-hmm. Our four stalkers. Jim Brown plays Fireball, who is our fire-themed stalker with the flamethrower and the flame uh, retardant. I would say he's outfit. probably
1: a lot. I would say he probably survives the longest out of all.
0: <laughs> no, Dynamo does. Does he really? Yeah, because he doesn't die. Uh, immediately
1: because he doesn't never really come face to face to Arnold.
0: technically if we're talking about when they get summoned dynamo outlasts
1: he outlasts everybody because he's the only one that uh didn't come face to face with arnold
0: yeah he faced the other people well no he he did face arnold when he crashes the car and then he spares him his life
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. So I guess technically he could have died. Yeah. And he's still lost, though.
0: Speaking of Dynamo, my favorite stalker, big Christmas tree light uh, underwear wearing, <laughs> gross man, Erlen Van was he Lith-
1: Okay, was he in underwear the entire time or no. was that only in the kind of When like, she went scenes? underneath <laughs>
0: him, He she cut his pants. Oh, okay. So he, he got pantsed, basically, yeah. and that's why he fell over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played by Erlen Van Lith Buzzsaw.
1: Who's probably the, the coolest looking character
3: <laughs> out of them all.
0: Uh, Buzzsaw, played by Gus Rethwish. His eyes, dude. Crazy. Bugging the fuck out of his head. Oh, yeah. Like all of those all of those shots of him, of his face. He kind of looks like a puppet.
1: It kind of looked like if Arnold gave him one good punch to the face, they just pop out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Professor Toru Tanaka plays Professor Sub-Zero. Eight, or just Sub-Zero. I did not know he was an actual professor. And he's also in Last Action Hero.
1: He went down pretty quickly.
0: (laughs) He's known as the successor to Harold Sakata, known as the Archetype Asian Henchman.
1: The Archetype Asian Henchman? Which
0: I guess, cool. I guess that's cool. It goes without saying, Ben Richards is my favorite character in this movie.
1: Of course. I mean, he's supposed to be... I mean, he's the hero. He's supposed to be the guy that, even though he is, like, an asshole... Yeah. He I mean he is an asshole. He treats other people like I mean, even though they're trying to kill him even before that, he he's a nice guy. But you can definitely Yeah, like tell, the first encounter with Amber. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is the type of person that he'll do what's right when it needs to get done, but anything that
0: inconveniences him is not down for. <laughs> basically. Basically. So now that the cast is done, let us talk about the soundtrack. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: such a great soundtrack for this movie
0: i i am a fan of i mean this 80s is, synth i mean like but this is the perfect casio this, this is
1: the perfect movie do, do, for do, 80s do, do. synth because 80s synth is already sort of like dystopian. that fake dystopian futuristic kind of sound even yeah. though you can really use it for like any kind of 80s movie mm-hmm. but this it fits with so well
0: absolutely so the composer for the soundtrack was harold faltermeyer still active uh as recently as the anger birds movie 2 he did the soundtrack for Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly mm-hmm. Hills Cop 2, and Top Gun. Oh, he did the soundtrack for Top Gun? Mm hmm. That's a great soundtrack. He is so. He is occupied. Yeah. Dancing with the stars, episodes of South Park from 2013, Magic Mike, XXL, The Martian. Uh, He's done some episodes of Tonight Show with Jay Leno. We begin his career in 1976 uh, as a, the Lisa Hartman show. This is all the soundtrack credits. Yeah. He did The Fall Guy, he did. He's also credited XLF for WrestleMania. He did the wrestle I guess the theme for WrestleMania.
1: Maybe for a specific wrestler. He did their theme.
0: Uh he would have been, I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know. It's it's so broad. I actually don't know what Cuz I know credits. some
1: wrestlers use like just regular songs that they'll pay. Some people do movie. most
0: of them are original yeah. by people they contract. There are very few wrestlers that had actual songs. No, God, who had like actual songs? The only one I can remember is CM Punk cuz CM Punk had two great songs. Uh CM Punk's first song when he debuted in WWE was this Fire Burns, the B-side from As Daylight Dies Mm -hmm. by Killswitch Engage. I know that. And then he changed it to Cult of Personality by Living Color. Yeah. Which is
1: an even better choice. Yeah. I know he's not a wrestler, but I know that Floyd Mayweather came out to like an actual song. That somebody Typically,
0: fighters are going to come out to real music. Yeah. Wrestlers kind of get music crafted around their character. Yeah. At the same time as The Running Man, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Fatal Beauty, uh, Top Gun, Photon, which was a show from the 80s about laser tag. About laser tag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I believe, yeah, not only like credited for Axel F, like anytime Axel F gets used in anything, he gets credited in it. Okay. Therefore, he has over 160 credits in soundtrack because nice. use Axel F. That's why he's credited in the Angry Birds movie too, because he wrote Axel F. Yeah. Yeah. Walter, Walt, Harold Faltermeyer, born in Munich, Germany, creator of Axel F. Nice. Great song.
1: I wonder who was the creator of the Wilhelm scream. (laughs) Wilhelm. No, I know, but like, who was. Like, what movie is that from? Or I guess, recording. Oh, oh. uh... Like, where's it pulled from originally?
0: (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Movie time. Yeah. Movie time. Movie time.
1: Grab your popcorn and your weed. (laughs)
0: cheese it man the futuristic world of 2017
1: oh my god so uh, i i guess their version of 2017 there's like high tech it's like basically what the whole city looks like arkham city from uh tim burton's batman
0: yeah you you were like precise with that that was that background was a painting like
1: you know what i mean it looks like that or like the Background for the background city for the crow, <laughs> yeah,
0: Except yeah, less fire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just digitized that, that's like the intro to a streets of rage game, yeah, <laughs> that was really, yeah, wow. And was...
3: they
1: only ever, whenever they showed the full city, they only ever showed that one picture,
0: yeah. I just realized what your shirt was, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm eating cheese, by the way. He is, I'm not too Cheez-Its. hungry, I haven't eaten today. Wait. No, I might have eaten today. This I is hate, always a problem. That I know when
1: that happens when you're, because that's I'm, that's the same with me where my eating schedule switches so often that I'll either like, not eat a day or eat once a day or eat like five times a day. Yeah. And then it'll be like the end of the day and I'll be like, Have I eaten? No, I ate.
0: Did I? Or was that yesterday? No, <laughs> I definitely haven't eaten today. By the way, we're recording this at 9 p.m. and I haven't eaten since yesterday. 7 p.m. last night. So it's been. Bleh. It has been at least twenty six hours.
1: Will you down those cheeses?
0: I am not an anorexic, just so people know. Uh, just I just busy. eat major giant <laughs> calorie meals uh which pretty much stifles any hunger.
1: He survives off of Burger King. sponsor us, please. <laughs> 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 if we get sponsored by Burger King, that will be your diet. Unlimited Nightmare Burgers, bro. I mean, oh, man. I wish that was still a thing. I never got to try it. You got to try it, though. And you said that you I maybe... got sleep paralysis. Yeah, you got sleep paralysis after mm-hmm. having the Nightmare Burger. If anybody doesn't know what the Nightmare Burger is, it is burger a... Burger
0: King weaponized fear? Yes. Somehow
1: they came up with a promotional burger that said that some secret ingredient that they used in the burger, it's what like was it, like 4.5%. a... 4.5%. Yeah, it gave you a 4.5% chance increase of having a
0: Nightmare after you ate it yeah now i don't know if that i had two and they were doubles so technically it was like 18 yeah. percent increase
1: but does that which is a pretty fucking big amount they didn't yeah they didn't say if the
0: what the chemical was in so like i don't know chemical if doubling the patties would like increase that no it was i think it was the i think it was the patty because the year before they did it, it was the bun It was the green which i don't know why you sell a green bun that looks that no, shit I looks like a nasty nightmare. patty
1: i think the nightmare was also on a green bun
0: not last year's, it was just a black patty. Oh was it? Or no, it was a black bun. Was it a black bun? Yeah, because black patty's fucking burnt. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, sorry. One of those. Black patty. Black or, my god, black bun. What's that whole? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. The world is in a police state, uh, and criminals are picked
3: yeah, to they're...
0: basically serve their sentence, as you will. It, it, it seems like the, the prison, running man.
1: It seems like the prison systems are pretty harsh because yeah. it starts off. There's a lot of criminals, too. Yeah, it starts off with uh, the whole scheme with um, Ben and the rest of the of his like prison crew. Uh, trying to break out of this maximum security prison that they're all in.
0: Which his prison crew at the beginning really is just him and Laughlin. And then Wise is just one of the people that helps them and then becomes part of the three.
1: And it doesn't seem like he really knew them that well. It just kind of seemed like he, because of his knowledge, they would band together with him because he knew how to help them get out. But they didn't necessarily really trust him
0: right off the bat. Yes. So we find out later what the running man actually is. Mm -hmm. But the running man is kind of just like a punishment for criminals. Uh... Basically they try to kill them. But for entertainment. Yeah. Just like the month's theme. <laughs>
1: so and they have a lot of fun killing those people. And people have a lot of fun watching.
0: <laughs> so we got it open, which Ryan Cody kind of already described as this kind of it's a really beautiful city besides the big hump humping big hunkin' ghetto that's <laughs> kind of just kinda of sitting at the bottom, but the skyline is great. It really looks like it's painted. It's the most, it's, it, look up, 80s city skyline, Running Man's probably one of those. Yeah.
1: And I think we really only get to see it from the, from the night perspective. Do yes. Do we get to see it during the day at all?
0: Mm, no. Any of the daytime things that happen are pretty much at ground level. Yeah. Uh, we're in front of the ICS building, or we're in front, uh, we're in the apartment, right? We're in the apartment, Amber's apartment. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember except the for when he's going.
1: Except for when they're going through the airport and stuff. I don't think you really get to see too much daytime activity.
0: No, no, it's all happening at ground level. No skylines.
1: But all right, so, cue, cue the breakout.
0: No, no, cue the breakout. We gotta, we gotta explain how the hell Ben Richards got up there to uh, begin yeah, with. That's true. And he got up there by starting up in a helicopter, sweeping the city. They're doing some recon, it It looks like.
1: never fully explains what they're doing, but it does seem that they're in some sort of, like, he's in some sort of secret black ops type, uh, like, group. um, And they're in a mission currently as they're in a helicopter over a, it looks like almost like a New York type area. Um, Just a mass of people are are beneath them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. He analyzes a group that it looks to be uh, 1,500 people, and they're all unarmed, and uh, they're referring to it as a food riot. Mm-hmm. It's just people looking for food. Yeah. And the person over the intercom asks him to commence plan L. I assume means exterminate all of them, disgusting, filthy rats. Yeah. Arnold, Ben, <laughs> this is going to be very hard. Yeah, Ben, I mean, Ben, whatever. <laughs> says no. Ben refuses. He's I, they're just they're just looking for food for God's sake. They're, they're just, just unarmed civilians. Unarmed There's civilians. No reason to hurt them. Yeah, they're just getting food. That's it. And he says, "Proceed with Plan L." He's not going to do it, so he asks one of the other officers in the helicopter to take over charge of him and uh, and you know basically take a seat and commence and exterminate the fifteen hundred people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ben takes offense to this by punching the dude. <laughs> And he gets restrained by the other th- two or three people behind him. In I think the there's helicopter. two.
1: They each grab him by the arm and they drag him out of the pilot seat into the back.
0: Mm-hmm. He gets restrained. He gets thrown, like, kind of out of the helicopter. Essentially, like, this is minute maybe three or four in the movie. Yeah. And he's, like, hanging out over the thing. He's like, Arrgh! 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 Arrgh!
1: We can't let him die.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much it. And he gets back. They kind of pull him back, and dude turns his gun around, hits him in the head with the bump stock, knocks mm-hmm. him out. How many years do we fast forward? And we have Ben now uh, very burly, still got those Mr. Universe biceps. Oh yeah, and I he's mean, lifting he's been, a steel girder.
1: He's been in prison, so I'm sure that he's been more got a using little bit of a time beard.
0: Yeah, and he, if we're basically uh, I I kind of I was making jokes about the Vorkuta escape in Black Ops One. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what it felt like.
1: I mean, it did. Honestly, it was kind of the same scenario of him, like, you know, a bunch of like a small group teaming up together. And then all of a sudden it turns into a gigantic riot of everybody in the prison bursting mm-hmm. out at once.
0: So we see outside of this uh, camp, essentially, it's it's like a work camp mm-hmm. that there are there is a, a sort of invisible barrier that's marked by two lights, a red light, meaning that it's on a green light, meaning that you're good to, to cross through, which they'll bring prisoners or criminals or just the regular employees can go through the wall. And there's a computer controlling it from the other side of it, whereas you have the camp, then you have the wall, then you have the computer that's controlling it. And all the
1: prisoners have those neck braces around that I guess apparently— They will detonate. They yeah. will
0: blow your head the fuck up if you cross that line. But You which, get some warnings, there's some beeping, and then you'll just— you'll
1: Which I wonder if—I mean, I know that this came from the book, but I wonder if it was like the first— instance of that being in a movie because i feel like i've seen a lot of at least movies nowadays that have prisons in them with that being a a feature of it is that the prisoners have like a neck brace on that'll explode if they try to escape or something like that yeah i've even seen it in some animes as well
0: we see them planning a breakout but we don't actually know that they're going to do it yet yeah and then when basically the cue is given to actually start ben punches laughlin Like, Mm -hmm. basically, Colt cocks him. He hits him with a a cheap shot. And then people start going crazy. They start kind of all, like, circling into each other Mm -hmm. to, like, make a crowd. And people start clearing out. And then what happens is everyone is able to basically get access to weapons. And they start – they punch out one of the guards while he's distracted. They take the gun. They start shooting at the other guards. And then all of a sudden, more people are starting to get guns. And more people are mm, starting to – Run around and and provide distraction. They're
1: slowly starting to cause chaos within the system. Yeah, and uh, prisoners
0: are dying. Yeah, uh, while distracting the guards. While Ben and Laughlin are kind of taking advantage of around, the chaos, taking advantage and... of the chaos, trying to uh, escape and taking out guards in the process. Yeah, Ben's just doing. He's just killing it with that one arm. With like a with like a the firing rate of the guns in this movie bother me a little bit.
1: Oh, it's crazy! It's <laughs> like
0: not enough. They're like you have like a rifle, right? And everyone knows what a rifle does. Yeah, shoots very fast. Mm-hmm. They're not shooting very. It's like, kush, kush. it's almost like a pistol. It's like the same fire rate as like a handgun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like the future gun. So who knows if those? You know, <laughs> if it's a slower rate of fire. Maybe this attach. is a
0: post-gun reform oh, society.
1: Man. They had uh, gun laws passed where they had to have slower assault rifles. Yeah,
0: this is the future liberals (laughs) want.
1: They're like, we won't get rid of the guns. We'll give them a better chance to run away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Weiss is our kind of, he's kind of our techie. And he is trying to break out everybody by messing with the password, which he saw from a guy that was actually inside.
1: Yeah, he saw the guy he walked by as the guy was typing in the code. Mm-hmm. Um kind of glanced over for a second and and got it. It seems that that code when a- is like sort of like a, an activation to the security system
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: to unlock it activates the barrier. Yeah, whatever whatever sort of electronic barrier security system they have in place that activates it. I don't know if they try to when they're walking through a certain area or if they just walk past a certain point but that'll activate their headset their neck braces and you know cause it to explode. Uh, they need to input that code to pass through there safely. Um, but he's he's like in a battle with another guy up on the top of the hill who like they're both inputting the code at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like activate, deactivate, deactivate, activate, deactivate.
0: Here's my question. <laughs> Let me test your metal on being able to uh, break out of this prison. Do you remember what the code was?
1: Oh I wanna say the first was the first two because it was like a three digit code and then like a four digit code after that right or something like that was it was it a three
0: digit code and a two digit
1: code a three digit code and a two digit code yes
0: i wanna say it's like six h x six um you're you're i'm gonna say you're one and a half of the way there dang how half you got the six right
1: okay. Is the X right?
3: Feel like the X, X is thing.
0: right, but it's not in the three-letter code. Okay. Or it's not in the three-digit code. I, I don't remember that. 653-9X. <laughs> okay. You would not have been able to break out, and you would have ended up like Chico.
1: Hey, man, I did not try to run up that hill. <laughs> while there are two men having a battle over this security system.
0: And it's the lamest battle because it's just two people putting in the same code to just, like access and deny and he just, the guy on the other side just keeps looking up like, huh, "Ha, it's like your battleship asshole. Yeah. Chico thinks Currently, it's free because the light keeps going on and off and he's running and well, he's running. Well, because he's
1: trying to run directly at the guy inputting the code because yeah. he thinks that if he can get there quick enough then he can knock him out so then it wouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but not so lucky for
0: Chico. Yeah. <laughs> no. I did not realize – so I thought it was going to maybe electrocute them yeah. or maybe you know, it was going to uh, – basically it was going to kill. I did not think their head was just going to pop off like a top.
1: <laughs> Bro, what else are you going to expect? You got to take these prisoners out. <laughs> what?
0: They're prisoners.
1: The yeah. point is, isn't that defined by keeping them? Hey, man, they get ruly sometimes, and sometimes you need to cause some fucking heads to explode. <laughs>
0: That's a fucking roll in this prison.
1: What what other way is there for you to get a prisoner to shit their pants and shut up than by watching your fellow inmate have his entire goddamn head blown off?
0: I don't know. Maybe some sort of electric brace that causes you to shit your pants.
1: (laughs) I just don't feel like even. I don't feel like that doesn't have the same impact. Like yeah, you can. Oh, it has an impact. It has an impact. But yeah, like you can watch. You can watch a guy get electrocuted right in front of you. That's fine. People do that today. We still execute prisoners by electrocution. But it's not every day you see a fucking guy get his head exploded in front of you, get covered in brain matter. Now is it? Now you going to fucking tell that, guy, that, uh, that prison guard now again? Yeah? You're going to cause some problems again? No.
0: <laughs> He's got to go home to his wife and tell him, how was work, honey?
1: I exploded three heads today. <laughs> it's two more than yesterday. You missed
0: quota! <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, they escape because Ben shoots him. Kills
1: him. Ben is a military man.
0: He's a military man! They. This is what Ryan called the end of the movie, <laughs> because it felt a lot like the end. It felt like the end of Robocop in the like construction area.
1: Yeah, because it was such a big battle scene just to get out of that uh, prison out, yeah. complex. And this is maybe seemed...
0: fifteen minutes in. Yeah, and this movie runtime is, I believe.
1: I mean, if this was a movie, you know, if this was the the nineteen eighty six version of Shawshank, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be the end of the movie. They all escaped.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Money Running Man runtime is an hour and forty one minutes. It's uh, quite short, Two minute, uh, five minutes, uh, seven minutes shorter than Terminator One.
1: Everything kind of happens pretty quickly. It all happens within the span of the you know the TV show airing.
0: Yeah. So everyone else, uh, uh, minus Chico and everyone who got fucking massacred at this prison outbreak, made it. Yeah. And we find ourselves at the. Uh, they refer to themselves as the Underground, I believe, mm-hmm. right? And this is led by Mick. Played by uh, McFleetwood, they are disarming the neck braces. Yeah, and he he has like a he has like a, a chip in his mouth, like a microchip, almost like a part of a motherboard in his mouth with a bunch of wires. And he takes off the neck bracelet and pulls it over his head. And he goes, "If you will please back up for just a second. And the thing is, is beeping faster. It's going to explode. He throws it into basically like some sort of. Futuristic garbage disposal. Yeah, some sort up. of.
1: Yeah, with like a steel trapdoor or whatever, so the explosion doesn't hurt them. But, uh, it seems like he can only deactivate the bracelets through, like, just activate, or, like, activating it for a second, like, so he can pull it off. Yeah. And then, like, t- disposing it just as it's about to explode.
0: Yeah. He's a little reluctant when we get to Ben, because Ben they don't put a bunch of is. his friends in jail. Yeah. They know who he is. Well, yeah, they don't know. He's an ex, uh, cop or mm-hmm. ex guy. It's kind of, Yeah,
1: it's kind of hard because they kind of treat him as though he was like a cop. Like he said, he put a lot of his friends in jail. But they
0: also don't know he was framed.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: So, you know, you put, and, but they do know that, yeah, he put a bunch of his friends away back when he was a cop.
1: And they also know that he, without him, they would not have escaped, escaped the prison so they decide to help him anyway just because they figure that because of who they're fighting against, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And he
3: smokes his stogie wherever yeah. he wants. Yeah.
0: That's my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anything is that interview of him. I don't take shit from no one. now, pussy like you. I smoke my stogie wherever. On the train. No smoking. a Red lobster. Red lobster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ash on the biscuits.
0: <laughs> no! Those are the cheesy biscuits. <laughs> So at this point, I believe we we get to it's daytime at the underground. Mm-hmm. They are introduced to uh, well, it's it's Weiss and Laughlin and Ben, and they get on these trucks. Right, mm-hmm. I don't remember where they go necessarily. Do they go? They go back into the city. They I go assume.
1: back into the city because they were heading to. Uh, they were. I think they were going to split up. They were going to find their own ways. Out of there, because I think they got they were rescued, got uh, back to that underground area. They went back into the city because I know Arnold goes straight to like trying to like escape to Hawaii. Yes, so it kind of seems like they're all just trying to like get away because they know that if they get caught, then they're going straight back to prison or worse, killed. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, Ben probably knows that if he gets caught again, he'll probably be killed by the state.
0: Yes, so Ben goes to the apartment of I don't remember this guy's name. But it's room three oh five maybe it's Pipple's room mm-hmm. and this is currently where amber mendez uh who is dating him as of recently
1: it was his moved um, in as
0: a couple months ago
1: it was a I think he said it was a friend of his old like old apartment he didn't know that there was a new resident in there
0: no they she had moved in a couple months prior and that's why he didn't know who she was
1: no I know but I think that it, it, we never meet the person whose apartment that was no I, think it was a I don't friend think that we he do. knew yeah yeah
0: uh, who who was gone for re-education
1: which mm-hmm. it just seems like something they do to like unruly citizens
0: yes and he's looking for this guy and amber comes in and we kind of see look at all this futuristic technology in 2017 she's saying things to turn on and they're turning on the clapper <laughs> yeah well yeah the clapper was out by then in 1987 but and i i made a point of this because it that part's true.
1: Yeah. I love how they all have you gotta all do is this... say
0: they're actually doing a little less work than us because we have to say Alexa Yeah, before it and then it happens.
1: I I love how all of that stuff was like super futuristic, but it still looked like everything was running off of like a Windows processor. <laughs>
0: like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we get there, we just we don't know how we advance the technology, we just leave it as is and then we add all the stuff later. Yeah. So she's doing workouts, uh the Captain Freedom workout, right? Mm-hmm. The Captain Freedom Workout Regiment, which is on the news, not some sort of DVD or VHS that she has. Like, she's watching this workout, uh, which I, I feel I as... I don't me. know if it's a, if it's sort this of This like is a... the land of workout tapes, 1987. You know, every, everyone and their mother's coming out. Regis Philbin has a workout tape, and it's just walking. Well, I mean, it is uh
1: a police state that they're living in so maybe it's one of those like state mandatory like it's time to exercise or whatever uh, like
0: <laughs> doesn't sound like it it sounds like she's just doing it on her own yeah uh but there, we interrupt this captain freedom
1: <laughs> we interrupt this captain freedom exercise
0: video it, with uh with this thing about this dude this this breakout uh Ben Richards has escaped he's yeah. fucking jacked his shit look at this adonis
1: Look at this sexy hunk of beef that got out of
0: our prison system. If you see him... And as she looks, she gets a hand over her mouth. And it's Ben Richards, hunking Adonis that is on the TV. And she thinks that all the things that he's saying, like it was framed or only convicted, they like edited stuff so it sounded like he was saying things. Yeah. Which we don't actually see that till he is introduced in the Running Man tournament. Mm-hmm. But Running it Man seems show.
1: like... Um... It seems like that's video footage that the people have seen before.
0: Yes, they're yeah. absolutely familiar with. Well, they call him the butcher. Yeah, they refer to him as the the butcher of Bakersfield. And she's on, she's like fighting on the bed. The phone rings, mm-hmm. and he's trying to like hold her down at the same time as he may be the hero the of the
1: story, but he is very like abusive with how he treats this woman. Like, yeah, right off
0: the bat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, what we're gonna start seeing when we get to the airport uh, a weird that becomes a running gag at the end. Like ha ha ha. But at the beginning is like I fear for my life with this man. Yeah, will do to my body,
1: uh, he was threatening to kill her. He didn't even know this yeah. woman. No, it wasn't like she was. You know, but he's innocent. You know, yeah. I mean, does that give him the right though
0: <laughs> to kill <laughs> because he's innocent? <laughs> oh, you haven't killed yet, so you have the right to kill. But when you kill someone, you don't have the right to kill anymore.
1: He's killed before, though.
0: She runs. She's esca- uh, like she's trying to escape and. He punches in a bunch of stuff. He basically ties her to, like, her workout stuff.
1: Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, I'm sure it's some sort of money-based or, or system connected to, like, The television basically or, allows
0: you to book flights.
1: Yeah. It seems like they have, like, some sort of chip or something or, like, card or something that's connected. Like, almost like a like a social security number for the person nowadays that you have access to, you know, buying things and your, your bank accounts and, like, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: The Chase app for your TV. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Disguised as vacation husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Amber against her will. And Arnold, or Ben, (laughs) Ben has his hand, like, around her neck. Basically, like, it looks like he's ready to hit those pressure points and knock her out cold.
1: Yeah, he basically has, like, it's almost, like, it's... It looks like his hand's gripped around the back of her neck, but it also is placed there in a way that, like, it could... I mean, obviously, it just looks like he could just be, like, having his hand on the back of her or whatever. Yeah. But he strictly says to her, like, if you try to run away, he's like, I can snap your neck so easily. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like
0: a twig. They go through the security checkpoint. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like a normal TSA thing, uh, which is weird because that doesn't really get enforced pre nine eleven. you know? It's yeah. it's interesting to see like oh everyone has to go through this again. I was born in nineteen ninety seven, so I can't speak for how airport security actually worked pre nine eleven. But people seem to kind of just go around that a lot, and it didn't. People didn't get caught. It's how the shoe bomber happened.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess they also, even though you know that in the way that they showed the airport, which is funny because that's more like how it is today. Yeah, um, is also a. a
0: so it's more of a metal detector to make sure you don't have a gun or a knife.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's supposed to be more in line with that whole police state theme. There's more security with everything. Yeah, that's and... true.
0: That's true. I didn't even think of that. He, she shows her, uh, basically, her, her license, her ID. Mm-hmm. And is that right? Does he?
1: He shows them hers. And, um, it's in,
0: a, it's in, it's in a post. She left it in her, in her purse. Yeah.
1: And he keeps like, you know, she's like fumbling around or whatever. And the guy's just like, Oh, you can it's just like, go yeah, on through. Cause he,
0: he takes out like some panties or something. He's like, hold this. Yeah. And yeah, they let her through. He's like, Oh, we're very excited. They keep going. And they're walking down a terminal and a security guard there or, or someone like a military person mm-hmm. is, Watching from above, and she takes this opportunity to yell, help. Like, this man is kidnapping me against my will. Yeah. It's Ben Richards. Mm-hmm. They now go to attack him. They're ch- shooting at him. He's running. He runs down the terminal. He runs onto the airfield where he's running in a straight line on flat ground where he has a bunch of vehicles flanking him. And that's basically – This can only go well for
1: Yeah, them. he leaves behind Amber. We won't see her again for a little while.
0: Yeah. yeah um, we see her again once he gets caught with the yeah. net gun. Shoots nets. Yeah. It's like a. It's like animal poaching.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of. I mean, it's funny that that's what brought him down. Yeah. Because it didn't even seem like compared to his style. I feel size like I was
0: confident. My I my ass was confident enough where I would have been able to dodge that by stopping my running. Yeah. And let it go past me, and then go.
1: It didn't seem like it was heavy enough to just like straight knock him down. If it's it had just tri- hit, it. it's the tripping. It's the tripping. Yeah, yeah
0: typically. Because then it's like, oh, you can't get up because you got get net all over you. Yeah. You net.
1: I wonder if that's. I wonder how that method's been. Or how many times that method's been used to take down an actual person.
0: <laughs> all I can think of is SpongeBob Patrick alien hunting. <laughs> that's it. Now, we see him up in a sort of. I don't know what you'd call this kind of room. It's not a jail cell, it's like an isolation room, sort of.
1: Yeah. I know that they. Uh... Is it? Does he get set up for the game before or after he meets um, Damon? After. After.
0: So we we come across Mr. Big. So Bad we David actually killing. we
1: actually missed a whole big portion of this before he yeah. gets caught. Mm-hmm. Um, Damon. Uh, finds out that he has escaped and he's like uh, he f- sees a video look at that footage. Yeah, he sees some video footage of him uh while he's escaping from the prison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, that guy's perfect. He's like, I need him on the running man, I need him on my show. Um, and they're
0: like, Well, you don't usually get military personnel, it's always hard and he's like, Well, but he they'll, calls, were, they'll call they'll answer to me. He you know? calls
1: the secretary of was it security? Get or state me the or Justice
0: something? Department Entertainment Division. Yeah. So apparently there's this an
1: entire re- department for entertainment in the Justice Department. This reality rules. This guy being a big name uh, TV exec apparently has access to be able to uh, change or not, I guess not change the laws. but no. have- And that
0: guy that he's talking to is Kurt Fuller, mm-hmm. uh, our second person we run into from Psych because yeah. he's Woody. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they get he gets permission to be able to get Ben Richards, and that's when they they uh, go to hunt him down.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they have the permission, and then they happen to find him at the airport. Mm-hmm. So he what does he say? Hey, cutie, or something like that? Something really creepy? Yeah, something, something really creepy, weird, cheesy, and eighties game show hosty.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of one-liners in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there are specifically from Harnold.
0: He does do his "I'll be back" in this movie, which I didn't know he actually did in this one as well. Yeah,
1: he does it twice. <laughs>
0: did he do it twice? Yeah. I thought he just did it once.
1: No, he does it when he tells him it, that I'll be back and then he does it when he's like, I told you I'll be ba- I'd will be be back. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: I guess. I could, yeah. I wasn't really thinking of that one. That's, he is making a deal, essentially. He's like, we want you, like, you're a magnificent specimen mm-hmm. and you, like, basically pay your dues by participating in The Running Man. Mm-hmm. Or you say no, Laughlin and Wise do it instead, who are also captured. Mm-hmm. He said, like "You know he what? I, he tells him to fuck himself."
1: Yeah, you know what I don't understand about the present or the one of the presentations of this show is that they say that it's based off of like an inmate um, is a part of the show that has to fight against these people, but it doesn't seem like they've experienced any of the stalkers dying before, and I don't understand how if the the whole portion of this game is the stalkers trying to kill everybody, all the inmates. How did those few other inmates supposedly win and like go on to like they said that they were in like Hawaii or something yeah, enjoying themselves? How do you win the game and that guess that it never really got explained?
0: Well, we'll talk about that when we get there. For... <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, so enter him getting in like he's he's he gets gassed mm-hmm. and then he wakes up in this horrible suit. I mean it's eighties yeah. it's, it's like it's like a it's like a laser tag. It's like a almost.
1: it's like a Tron suit without the armor pieces. Yeah,
0: and he was a figure skater. <laughs> and he's walking through the backstage about to make his appearance and Damon's doing his, you know, you're welcome to uh you know, the Running Man. ICS is the corporation that runs it. Yeah. Amber works for ICS, we mm-hmm. find out because he walks past her and she's scared. Mm-hmm. And the person she's with goes Good thing they caught him. Imagine what he would do if he, you know, he oh, she killed you yeah, or raped you.
1: She basically just comments on the fact that, like... Or raped and killed you. <laughs>
0: killed and raped you.
1: Yeah. She basically just comments on the fact that, like, if he could do anything, that he wanted to either yeah. of them and no one could stop
0: them. <laughs> kill them and rape them. Or rape and kill. Or kill and rape. <laughs> <laughs> but she seems strangely into it. Yeah, a little bit. And then she leaves. Or And then Amber leaves. Because... We we start to see it, it's it it seems like the beginning of her starting to get, get doubts, mm-hmm. and we have the butcher of Bakersfield introduced. They show the clip. Here's the horrible atrocities he did, and it's the first scene from the movie. Except they edited everything. They edited clips out of order, so it sounded like he was going to uh, massacre the fifteen hundred people of the food riot. And, then the and everyone else were trying to stop him Yeah, when just, in fact, the opposite happened. Mm-hmm. Now, he comes out, you know, and uh, the doubts lead Amber to a room where she's looking. Basically, she's looking for the tape of the Bakersfield massacre.
1: Which is, I wonder what caused her to, I mean, especially the way he treated her in the airport. I wonder what caused her to have such huge doubts to be able to put her own like job and life at risk. To go and search for evidence, and we that can answer that this guy is telling the truth.
0: When she's back in her apartment and she watches the news report mm-hmm. about all of the crazy happenings at the airport, she realizes that they cover the fact that the security guy and one of the front desk people get shot and killed when that never happened. Mm. And she goes, "That's not true." Okay, and that leads her to be curious enough to go actually look up the Baker Street Masker and see how much of that is actually true because that's the original tape. Yeah. She gets caught and right before he gets sent down to the running man to actually participate. In but the she
1: finds the videotape just before she gets caught. Yes, she, she tosses put, it into her shirt. Yes,
0: right before he gets sent down to the running man. Uh, let's bring some friends out. You know, help you out. Let's bring Laughlin and Weiss out. Even though we said that if you participate, they don't have to do it.
3: Yeah.
1: And we haven't seen them since they basically got on that truck and came to the city again and split up. Uh, But they were caught as well by uh, ICS.
0: Yes. IGS Solutions. (laughs) So. (laughs) He goes, oh, you son of a bitch.
1: Insane clown (laughs)
0: system. He tells him, I'll be back. And
1: then. They put on this this whole spectacle for the crowd. They have a live audience for the show. He introduces Weiss and—what's the other guy's name? I always forget. Laughlin. Yeah, L- Weiss and Laughlin. Uh, basically says that, you know, you guys are—you're going to be a member of the new running, ga- or running Man episode, and your two friends that we have brought here. Surprise guests are here to help you.
0: Which he already knew they were there, but he didn't know—he thought that he stopped them from participating in it. Yeah. He gets sent down. This is it. They go, he, you know, basically that's that's it. We're going down. And then they both, w- when they turn them around, right. And Weiss just looks fucking awful. Yeah. And we, Cause we it, you could like, he's breathing because he, they're in a weird position where it looks like he's sitting on like a toilet.
1: They're strapped in, but they're like hanging. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious because we talked about how the entrance into the like arena battlefield oh, area, ridiculously long, it's so unnecessary. <laughs>
0: it's like the Pee Wee's breakfast machine.
1: Cause it doesn't seem like there's video cameras inside that, that hole. No. So I don't know if it's just long because wherever they're being sent from is pretty far or where they're being sent to is pretty far away from the studio. Yeah. But, uh, it is a super long winding tunnel. And there's like mirrors in it too. Like for some reason they want them to watch themselves. Yeah, like a like full. almost like a roller
0: coaster or a uh, like a water slide sometimes yeah. will have them. Very strange. Yeah, and they're not going to see that. Yeah. Apparently you can stop like a 500 mile per hour. Metal bullet? Metal, yeah, object with a simple net. Yeah. Nets are very powerful in this universe. A lot more powerful than I expected.
1: And the thing is, is it looks like because it, it, it literally the way that they're showing it, it looks like it is just flying down there like at 800 miles per hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one, there's this thing is on. It looks like it's going through like a concrete tube. There's no sparks coming off of this metal contraption that he's strapped into. And he gets flung out of this thing. And all of a sudden, like he comes out of it. And it fires out, but it almost seems like at the last second it loses, like, all of its speed.
0: Yeah, it's like the inertia stopping net. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, interestingly enough, they go down. So, they're they're at the beginning. They're walking into the first of four quads Mm -hmm. is what they call them, which is basically your boss fights.
1: And it does kind of seem like even though the stalkers kind of get released in certain areas. Yeah. That, well,
0: the audience look like they get to pick them.
1: Yeah, they get to pick them, but it also kind of seems like, even though you don't see them really walk around too much, they just also, like, every scene, they just kind of seem to be in a new area. Yeah. Um, It seems like the areas that they fight each stalker in are kind of suited to that specific stalker.
0: I would say only the first one, really.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there was... Buzzsaw had that area where he could use, like, the, the motorcycle.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, because it was long. Dynamo it had that... Almost it's like op- track, like air. Yeah. yeah, where you could drive around anywhere, and uh, I and mean, then
1: the uh, what is it? Uh, Fireball had that, uh, he, like kind of small,
0: drums, yeah, yeah. the
1: smaller area where you could kind of trap them with the flames.
0: Yeah, that. I guess you're right. So the first quad before you get into the first quad, it begins with a bunch of uh, Mad Max biker looking dudes, mm-hmm. or just generic 80s bikers, straight out of Lost Boys. They are basically they're not hitting them or anything; they're just kind of scaring them into the first quad. Yeah. And yeah, and Weiss looks fucking awful in this fucking suit. Yeah. <laughs> they all kind of do because Laughlin's a little fat. Ben looks fine, but he's got bad colors.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's used to spandex.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. So they go to first quad where the first audience member picks Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. A little blue-haired old Lee. Sub-Zero is this dude, hockey-themed, ice-themed, hence the name Sub-Zero, like Mortal Kombat. And his hockey stick doubles as the strongest scythe of all time. Yeah. Is it made it's... of vibranium. He hits the gong and then he cuts through the gong.
1: With the wrong side of the stick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it looked cool. So they send him down. And he's basically your uh he's gonna fight them like a hockey guy would fight, which is a lot of uh a lot of shoving. There is a, a portion, lot of body checking.
1: Yeah, there is a portion where that he kind of fights them in the hockey suit, but he doesn't start off like that. No, um, which is weird because it seems like they repurposed the ice area as like two separate things. A little bit, yeah. Because in the first time, or in the first time they were in that area when they're when they first and like when he first comes out and initiates the battle with them, there's like stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you can tell they're in the same area later on when he's on the big ice rink because. The the fence that he knocks that guy into is still the same because it traps him.
0: Yeah. So speaking of trap, he knocks Weiss right into a hockey net, right? Because he's grabbing onto the hockey stick (laughs) and he scores a goal on Weiss and traps him in the uh, hockey goal net.
1: Which then like locks like a bear trap. And
0: he can't, yeah, he can't even pry. And they even have a hard time prying it open later on. Yeah. So it's up to Ben and Laughlin to to defeat Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. A lot of body checking. And then eventually he starts getting to the cutting. And he cuts he cuts the nets. He cuts the gates clean. Mm-hmm. There's barbed wire over this fence. There's barbed wire over this fence to prevent people from escaping. And he cuts... Sub-Zero cuts a gate or an area around the gate in a, such a manner where Ben is able to grab part of the barbed wire mm-hmm. and basically run with it while Sub-Zero chases after him. And then he allows he, he well he does he hold it out or does he run to the other side and it's a pretty quick death like yeah. this fight it, lasted way shorter than i thought it would it literally
1: like he grabs it uh traps sub-zero wraps it around his neck and then just gives one big pull and you just hear like that last like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: so sub-zero is dead and we immediately get an in memoriam from damon
1: yeah, because this is and literally they, and like everybody's freaking out because, it, I mean, from what it seems like, they've never seen. This is the first seen. time a stalker has died. Yeah, cause, and this is one of the big things that I realized about the stalkers versus Ben is that, and it's probably a big reason why they didn't want any military personnel on the show, is because these people don't seem one. They don't seem like they're professionally trained in like fighting in general. They just no. all seem to have like their own like interpersonal weapons that they use that are provided to them, and that what and they just all happen to be huge dudes. So it makes them you know gives them a bit more of an advantage than your average guy that you know a, you know a normal dude in prison might be dangerous and maybe have some experience with weapons stuff like that, but they're not military trained. Mm-hmm you're putting up all these people who yeah they have a lot of experience killing but maybe killing average dudes this is straight up you know military Schwarzenegger like
0: <laughs> yeah so the the funny thing the, the hypocrisy obviously in this is cruel and merciless like this kill was Cause, oh I know because they that's the point of like all the, they're horrible people. They killed, they massacre all these people. This is a game show based around basically killing criminals with dumb gimmick characters. Yeah.
1: Massacring them for live TV entertainment. Yeah. But as soon as one of the criminals massacres, the person who's supposed to be killing them. Oh Lord, the, the, the
0: morality. So we seem to be at a point where we're in between quads or we're actually, we've moved immediately into the next quad, which is actually a double up for, Mm -hmm. uh, the next stalker or stalkers is actually a duo, so, wasn't
1: it? Didn't they put out the duo because the guy was trying? He couldn't decide between the two of them. No,
0: and apparently they made a great tag team beforehand. Yeah. So, as they're traversing this this new terrain, which seems to be some sort of like outdoorish kind of place, a lot of rubble. Yeah. Weiss I can't sees an if, uplink.
1: I can't tell if this is like an outside arena or if it's completely underground and it's all just kind of simulated, like it's different outdoor areas. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I honestly don't know because I always had the impression that they were sent underground.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Why season uplink? A satellite uplink is like that's how they're broadcasting all this stuff. He's trying to knock out some things. And well, he, that was
1: the thing is that he said that the satellite uplink, the reason it was a specific satellite uplink that they can never find. Because they could never find the area which was located, but they kept it in that area so no one could ever find it because it was in the middle of the battle arena. Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, shit, there it is. If I can get access to that, then I can give access to their whole entire security network to To the the, the underground.
0: Which she ends up actually finding the code. Mm -hmm. At the same time that this is happening, Amber gets sent down to the running man. And before that, they play her clip. In which they make a bunch of fake shit about her. Oh, it's they turn so... that around real quickly too.
1: But like, it's such bullshit. The stuff that they say about her, like, oh, oh she had, she had like three relationships,
0: different partners in a year, Ryan.
1: Yeah, in a year, she tried to make her seem like some sort of like sex philanderer and like, oh man, like she, like they were sending her in. That's their someone you want to
0: marry now. I know, because everybody fucking in twenty nineteen.
1: It's they, they seemed to send her down there to her death, strictly based off of like. Not nothing like criminal that she did, but just like moral things that they didn't
0: like about her. (laughs) Like yeah, yeah. essentially, we get another like three minute fucking like going down. She hits the net, all the inertia stops. I feel like that would kill somebody. Just all the all the motion in your body. Just I feel like you can get a concussion that way. I'm
1: surprised none of them threw
0: up or like shit their pants. (laughs) Weiss might have done both, (laughs) vomited his pants and shit his mouth. I don't know if she has to walk past the dead body of Sub Zero, or she just kind of walks into the second quad, like some bikers, like ah, get in there. Yeah, but you're gonna want to go this way. She
1: (laughs) just kind of joins up with them later on. She doesn't really; it never shows her kind of traversing her way through the different quads to try to find them. She just kind of bumps into them. Yeah,
0: and into which Ben is about to punch a bitch. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, he goes, "Ah, you scared? Like I didn't know it was you." He's like, "Oh, you." She's like, "You have no problem with punching a woman, huh?" (laughs) Yeah. Now. We are introduced to the pair of stalkers. Dynamo, Mm -hmm. my favorite of them, because he's an opera guy with shocky powers. Yes, he's a uh, a
1: very large man that looks like he is dressed like your mother made a robot costume for you. (laughs)
0: Looks like Tron guy.
1: Yeah, but apparently he has control over electricity, so...
0: And Buzzsaw. Yeah. Holy shit, his eyes.
1: He looks like he uses speed as, like, a frosted sugar for his breakfast in the morning. (laughs) It
0: looks like he uses speed as air. Yeah. (laughs) I I am speed. So they both – so Buzzsaw comes out on a bike. Dynamo comes in on some weird go-kart. Yeah. Essentially. And they split off. Laughlin and Ben go one way. Weiss and Amber go another way. And they manage to lose Dynamo almost immediately. Buzzsaw, on the other hand –
1: Goes straight for Ben. Pretty
0: much goes straight for both of them. And they they escape by going through kind of a little hole – and it sounds like they're in some sort of prison because there's a bunch of screaming voices. Yeah, they kind of end up in
1: this, like, warehouse-like area, almost like the... It's
0: like a long storehouse.
1: It's kind of like... It it doesn't look exactly like this, but it's almost set up like how they have uh, an arena set up for, like, horse shows.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boom, Buzzsaw's there. Laughlin takes a hit. Laughlin has been cut by the Buzzsaw man.
1: Yeah, I took one to the side.
0: Took one to the front, pretty much. <laughs> not as not his Dick, but you know, it's slightly above. Yeah. Now he's basically bleeding out. Not really. He's he's hit and he's bleeding and he's going to die. And he's just kind of like sitting there watching Ben as he tries to fight Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to do this whole Buzzsaw fight before we move on to the Dynamo stuff yeah. and the stuff with Wise and Amber. He get Ben gets caught. On his uh, – he has, like, some sort of crazy, like, lasso rope. It, it, it kind of looked like the stuff that came out of the neck gun when he got caught in the airport.
1: Kind of, yeah. And I don't remember if does – does he just hold on the whole time or is it wrapped around
0: his It's stomach? wrapped around him, but he does hold on to the rope that's connected yeah. between him and Buzzsaw's bike. And he just kind of rides around for a little bit. And then when it stops, uh, he, like, he gets him to crash his bike. Mm-hmm. And he fake pretends to be knocked out. And when he goes to grab the chainsaw – he gets uh tripped and he's about to get chopped and busso is really strong from all the speed it literally turns into this and whole, the pets that he takes.
1: Yeah, it literally turns into this whole uh, like arm wrestling with this chainsaw. Both uh, uh, Arnold has a hand on it. They both or the guys trying to push down. Arnold's trying to push back up at him. Yeah, and for like three minutes, it seems like Arnold's about to lose because he his strength is fading on him. He's getting the it's getting pushed closer and closer to him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, instead of like he starts pushing it to the side and like flipping it back down under. And straight up, it doesn't show it at all, but it straight up, like, suggests that he cuts the guy up, like, in half, like, through his nuts. Yeah. Like, up through his stomach. Up his
0: balls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tears those testes in half.
0: Oh, I can't imagine a pain. The chainsaw. <laughs> the pain <saw. laughs> Oh, it's...
1: I mean, I'm sure that guy was already infertile from the massive amounts of speed that he was taking every single day. Yes. But definitely not having kids now. <laughs> So gonna he get, defeats him. We're and not going to get any little junior buzzsaws.
0: So we cut over to Amber and Weiss, and they find a sort of co—like some sort of—they're they're hiding from Dynamo, who's basically just doing surveillance. Yeah. And his car driving around trying to find them, and they're in a little crevice. This crevice happens to have basically the power supply running the uplinks. And he's able to pull it up. And it, what did he call it? Like a hexagonal password or something like something that. Something
1: like that. It was a specific code. Something that, they that was needed. easy
0: for him to break. It took a while, but it, yeah. w- it could be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the code. I wouldn't have been able to send this to the underground. Line. It
1: was a way longer code than the last one. Yeah, it was, it was like,
0: like seven or eight different numbers and letters.
1: Yeah, and they're, each number. I remember was. seventeen
0: was in there twice in succession. That's all. That was towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guess he gets out of his car. Dynamo. Oh yeah. And. He tells Amber to remember the code. Weiss does. And then he gets shocked, electrocuted by Dynamo. And he dies. I didn't actually think he died. I wondered, like, I don't know what they were going to do because now Dynamo's chasing Amber. But he is dead.
1: It kind of, yeah, it was kind of confusing at first because it kind of made it seem like he had just knocked him out. Yeah. But you find out later yeah. that he is he in dead. Fact when dead. Amber
0: says, what he goes, what happened to Weiss? And Amber just goes, oh, he's dead. Yeah. yeah I guess he's dead. So Amber runs away from Dynamo and uh escapes through the same escapes into the same place that Ben and Lafon are, mm-hmm. and Ben is basically trying to tell he's like oh we're gonna you know you're you're okay he's like we're oh, gonna die don't mi- don't let it be for anything less than like the end of this hmm like make us sure we'd like die for a reason yeah, and uh and amber has the uplink code so Hopefully that goes through. Mm-hmm. Amber finds Ben, and yeah, he goes. He took a hit for me. Like he, he, I, it, that should be me down there. Yeah, that's what happened to Weiss? Amber says he's dead. Then it's just them. The Lone
1: Wolves, the 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 meant to be couple. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would be paired together at yep. the end. <laughs> so they got the
0: same. They have the same yellow and gray. Yeah. Dynamo comes back, chases after them, uh, uh, flips his car. He chases after. Ben, who's climbing up a rock wall, essentially, or a pile of rubble.
1: Yeah, I don't remember if he uses... And he has,
0: like, this crazy all-terrain shit where he's actually able to climb it, and then he ends up, like, going up, and then he rolls down. Yeah. And he, he crashes, and Dynamo's freaking out. He goes, oh, God, I'm stuck. Cuts a commercial. Cuts a commercial. Mm-hmm. Ben comes in with a spear and goes right, basically, right between his armpit, like, mm-hmm. right between his arm and his chest, and he spares
1: Although, and I think he does that to sort of give the... the public and idea of, like I'm not a, scum like you. Yeah. Like, listen, like I'm killing these guys cause they're trying to kill me, but I'm not killing them just because, you know, I want to kill them. It's like this guy now has, the, doesn't have the ability to fight me back anymore. So my life's not in danger. So I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. That's my choice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing this stuff because I'm being forced to right now because you guys put me in this fucked up TV show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not who I am as a person. Yes. Even though you guys have been told this lie through, you know, the government propaganda.
0: Enter. He is the last. Uh, he is the last of the uh, stalkers that is summoned. And of course, all of the stuff that has happened so far in the movie has been shown live. Buzzsaw's death. Ben saying to Dynamo that he's going to spare him. He's not scum. Mm-hmm. In between this, Damon calls in personally to uh, to Ben via satellite in the actual Running Man tournament, like quads. Mm-hmm. He tells him that he basically has. He's going to sign him to like a standard like TV star deal. Yeah. He's going to make a lot of money. He basically wants
1: Ben to become a stalker for the show.
0: Yeah. He does not accept this. Breaks the camera. And that is that. He's, he's short and sweet and to the point. And Damon is kind of running out of ways to... Basically
1: does this whole Arnold Schwarzenegger breakdown of I'm coming for you. you know, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break you. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we enter another old lady. And Damon says, you know, my my young one <laughs> who this girl's older than he's him. very
1: smooth with the older woman. It yes. seems like every like there's like I think besides that one guy that picked Buzzsaw and um yeah, the other guy there, they, they were older woman. <laughs> and this is actually where they start um betting the crowd on starts
0: ben. turning around for him. And it's after some of the it, it, it seems to happen after the monologue he gives Dynamo. Mm-hmm. He goes. Who who do you think's uh, how, what was it? Where do you think the next kill is going to come from? Mm-hmm. And they're looking for a fireball killing banner, fireball killing amber. He she goes Ben Richards. And David goes. Oh, you got to pick a you got to pick a you know a stalker. Mm-hmm. He goes. I I I can pick whoever I want, and I select Ben Richards. That is one tough motherfucker. Yeah.
1: And as soon as she does this, it sort of kicks off. We go back to the ghetto, and it kicks off them now betting
0: on Richards, um, Richards to yes. win um and yes and the ghetto has been betting there are some high class parties that have been betting yeah there's some stuff in the studio that we'll see happening and it's funny because you
1: only actually see the ghetto switch their mindset and start betting on ben all the other like upper class betting you don't see them do that this is the the sort of period where they're kind of halfway searching for a way out while they're while they're being hunted by fireball they have like it's not i feel like we get introduced to all the other guys fairly quickly and then there's a short period of of uh, like an interlude of them kind of walking through the area before we meet Fireball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they send Fireball. He's in the locker room. They say Fireball to costume yeah. or something of the sort. And he he's next. He does his intro out on stage uh, before he gets sent down. It's like, cool, flamethrower. Yeah. Here's a cardboard cutout of some dude with a gun. Oh, I torch you. Torch you, cardboard. He has a flame retardant. This is something important to know. He has a flame retardant. Unitard <laughs> on.
1: Suit, yeah. Basically yeah. kind of the same as or as Arnold's, except I think it's like gray and black or something.
0: Yeah. Same as Ben's.
1: They're walking through what seems like uh an area that they haven't been in before. Ben's kind of trying to determine what the next best play is for them in terms of either trying to escape a lot of or thin getting. halls. Yeah.
0: A lot of rooms. Yeah. And actually kind of look like maybe the former backstage.
1: Yeah, and it seems like they kind of find themselves in almost like that traditional, like, when you see somebody go into, like, a warehouse to some sort of underground, like, metal area where there's, like, all the different corridors and hallways. Um, And this is where they meet Fireball, because he is walking through there. He... What happens where... How do they find out that he's wearing the family return suit? Doesn't he try to do something to him or so, explode something around him? And he's like, oh, well, I can't.
0: So he tells Amber to run because yeah. he's like, oh, I got this. This will be fine. Starts mm-hmm. throwing oil drums to like, kind of distract him. And yeah. he takes a yeah. flare out and he throws the flare as some of the oil is spilling. Lights a flame. Mm-hmm. He walks right through it. Yeah, Totally fine. Even though he's not wearing any sort of oxygen mask or any sort of protection for his head, he is fine. Arnold or uh, Ben starts screaming. Like Amber, <laughs> yeah, because uh,
1: Amber ran all the way into the back and like around the corner. When he turns around, he's like completely lost her and runs the opposite way. Yes, um, they split up for a second. And does he? Does Fireball go straight after Amber or after? Basically, yeah, he goes yeah. straight
0: after Amber. She's crawling through like some sort of locker room backstage, mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of decrepit corpses back there.
1: Yes, this is where she finds out that every single member of the previous winner group that they had a listing of. When the episode first starts, they have a, I guess, a short clip showing them. Was it? I think it was in it's Hawaii. The last guy,
0: they're in Hawaii. There they are right now. Yeah, two, here are the guys. Right paid now. their dues to society.
1: Yep. Turns out they were actually all dead all along mm-hmm. and they were in that locker room. Their corpses have been stayed or been there for a while as mm-hmm. the, I don't know. It, it seems like they were all victims of fireball. It looks like their bodies are burned up.
0: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. they looked kind of slightly to, I feel like they weren't torched. They were just kind of decomposing. Yeah. So she goes, they have these pins. She's like, oh my God. Like I, these are like I, their identification of some sort mm-hmm. and fireball comes in and she goes, these are all winners. And he goes, no, those are all losers. Mm -hmm. they fabricated the winners to make it look like there was a chance or they escaped the same way, uh, who knows? But they're dead, and the Running Man show lied about it and Mm -hmm. said that they were alive, whether they were killed in the game or whether they escaped and then were killed later, or they actually fully escaped and then they just killed them because they're criminals.
1: It seems like that no matter whether or not you, quote-unquote, win the game or not, you're going to die.
0: So right before he burns them, Arnold comes down right mm-hmm. from the ceiling, basically kicks him. Yep. Uh, kicks his gas line off, right? So now he's spraying gas.
1: Yeah, he breaks the 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 thin gas line that's going on the
0: back, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's stuck, kind of sitting down. He's like, oh my gas line. Fla- another uh, another flare, right? He says something stupid at this point, right?
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, this is like, so let's see what happens with your flame return. Suit he's like, oh no, he he's goes like,
0: need a light. Yeah, and he throws it he gets torched. Now the guy's in the The in gasoline, whole fucking so. place explodes. Yeah.
1: Of course they happen to get out in time.
0: Yeah. Well, 80s action movie, you know.
1: Well, actually they run to the back and when they're um they walk around for a short while and they come to that dead end. And this is shortly after uh what is it? Now Fireball is dead, so all of the main stalkers are now dead there's one more guy left but he's technically in retirement and that's captain for captain Freedom. character yeah yes um, Who we
0: see periodically he's doing kind of play by play he's actually a full-time announcer for the running man
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was a stalker he went into retirement but now that all the other stalkers are dead he's got to now come out of retirement mm-hmm. they are setting up this whole like kind of scheme on the side where because they've realized that they can't kill him and they are probably figuring that Captain Freedom isn't going to be able to take him down either. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is to take two fake people or two fake kind of like actors and digitally impose uh, Ben and Amber's face on them.
0: Yeah, they lost them. They lost Ben and Amber. uh, And when they get to this dead end, they actually found out like Mick is there and it's actually an entrance to the underground that they managed to just stumble into they uh captain freedom comes in and he's pissed about the weird robot shit that he he looks like he's the robot in the episode of spongebob where he has the nightmare about the killer robot and it's just the dude in the green screen and some he big reminds me robot.
1: he reminds me of like a robot like costume version of like the boots from the spongebob where they're always yeah. squeaking yeah every yeah, time yeah. he moved it was like rrr, yeah. Rrr, yeah. Rrr. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the boots i took the boots <laughs> He's mad about all the crap he's got on. He's I used to kill people with my bare hands. Yeah. And he was
1: mad that he basically had to use an advantage over trying to kill this guy instead of just being able to fight him like one on one, which they
0: allow him to do in the simulation. Yeah. But Damon's not really having any of it. They tell him he tells him to get the hell out of there. I know he
1: fights them barehanded, but isn't he still wearing the suit?
0: No. Oh, okay. He's wearing some sort of like almost vest like thing. Oh. Looks more military than a robot.
1: Yeah, but even that like fucking suit that he had on looked like it was fake like yeah. it looked like he wasn't going to do anything because he's straight even like kind of just he just kind of shakes his arm his right arm and the one of the pieces falls, falls off, off. <laughs> yeah
0: he tells Sven to kick him out Sven is uh the security guard pretty much personal security for Damon Killian yeah and he is just as big just as built as Ben as Captain Freedom as most of these people.
1: And it's funny cuz it almost seems like they have this like ripped big guy like connection. Like yeah. he's like he's like I get you. There's man, a wave like yeah, ripped yeah.
0: ripped wavelength. Yeah, yeah. cuz he doesn't throw him out. No. He just kind of is like yeah, you get you going to go.
1: He's like throw him out of here and just kind of gives him that look and then Captain Freedom kind of walks out of his own accord. But there's that second of kind of being like yeah, I get you. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> buff boys know what buff
0: boys do. <laughs> So they're in the underground, and they're actually watching the Running Man tournament, and they see, oh, like, okay, so Captain Freedom's coming out of retirement to face Ben Ben and Amber. Amber Amber gets thrown like a fucking literal mannequin. Oh, I know, and I think that— She gets thrown into, like, barbed wire and then, like, explodes or something. She's gone in two seconds.
1: Yeah, she's dead. She
0: She gets her neck snapped, too. Yeah. Captain Freedom's is fucking cool.
1: Now I do like that they gave Ben at least like a fighting chance. Well, they there.
0: had to. They couldn't have been like, oh, Cat, old announcer dude who hasn't fought in so long,
1: just knocked him out. Just room. knocks him out, cold. especially after him killing everybody else. Yeah, he yeah. actually
0: provides. It's like actually a pretty equal standoff. Yeah, and then he pushes him into the spikes and he kills him. Yeah,
1: they have a big spike wall, and you know Ben's going in with some some big punches, and he basically does that move where he just picks him up and just runs him into the wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the end of that simulation. And they actually kill someone in that, right? I don't yeah, know Yeah. They, it... ki-
1: they actually killed the two people that they superimposed the faces over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you didn't have to kill them. It but uh, well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> shit happens. That's that.
1: That's how you make good television, baby.
0: Yep. Yeah. So they were death like, death of the innocents. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Basically how that goes is Amber's like, what's the problem? Now people think we're dead and we can go and, like, escape and live. And it's like, no, no, no. They're going to make it way harder for us to escape now that, like, we've basically been written off television.
1: Yeah, because now they can't afford to let them leave alive.
0: No, no, they can't. Because then it'll it'll be awful for Running Man Mm -hmm. or for ICS. So they have a plan. Amber has the code. And she has the original bakersfield massacre video because mm-hmm. she proves that ben richards is innocent
1: which i don't understand how because she got caught just as soon as she pocketed the 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 tape yeah lucky and they switched her into the the spandex suit so i wonder how she was able to get the tape from like that into the spandex suit like i don't know, I don't know between
0: <laughs> her tits maybe <laughs> <laughs> they broadcast this right they use the video they couple it with the the Code to the uplink. And, and they,
1: they had to use the code because um, they could only keep the broadcast going for, like, the duration to be able to broadcast that video. They were yes. like, I think we have just enough time. Because they're, cause they, said they, they said that if they broadcast for a certain amount of time, they're going to know where they're coming from.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're able to, like, mask it, essentially. And they're getting guns. They're getting ready to gear up. And they're going to go up. And they're going to shoot. And they're going to kill. And they're going to...
1: Yes, sir. They got a whole armory down there. They of do. Of course, uh Arnold gets suited up in his traditional army camo yep. vest and yep. his uh short short ass short sleeve. They're t-shirt. making their
0: way all the way back to the set of yeah. the running man before they send people down to the actual tournament. And at the same time as their Damon's kind of talking up on stage, the broadcast comes through into the studio. Damon Killian's been lying to you. Here's the original Bakersfield Massacre tape, with people buy. Like, mm-hmm. they buy that immediately. They don't think that could be the edited one. They mm-hmm. see, like, oh, you know, he. This was, this was the actual thing. Ben Richards is actually a hero. He tried to stop it, and then he got, you know, tamed and then sent to the internment camp. Mm-hmm. At the same time that that happens, who comes through? Ben and Amber, and they all, they're yeah, all and they're already up through the office. They're Amber already back to the studio. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, they somehow... They found their way from wherever underground hellhole they were in, like because they Someone went down. From
0: there, probably brought them up. Yeah, they were like, down
1: in that, however far down that tunnel took them to. You know, that shooting them down in that contraption thing.
0: That took. That was a three minute sequence, and they were going at least ninety to hundred miles per hour. Yeah, that's got to be like ten miles away.
1: Yeah, I mean, they must have had some inside help because there's no way they would have been able to sneak all the way back. Unless upstairs. you
0: start. All the way at the furthest point, and when you get to, like, say, Fireball, you're actually, like, closer to the sit than you were. Yeah,
1: it could literally just, they could have been right next to each other, and all that in between is just, like, a bunch of massive, like, swirling around. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: just rubble and shit. So they, they go in let the the shooting begin i guess essentially
1: basically and ben and his group are the only ones that are actually trying to keep the civilians out of the way get them out of harm's way while all this i guess you could call them security because it's not it's not military because they're working for the program yeah but i'm sure they have armed guards because they're working with prisoners mm-hmm. um they then they give no they don't give two shits about the civilian safety they're firing wherever as long as they're trying to kill ben and amber and the rest of the guys
0: mhm mhm And they do so
1: by which I think that kind of solidifies it in everybody's mind that, you know, whatever's happening is actually going on. And, you know, that we were lied to because at first everybody, you know, after the video plays, they're like, you know, oh, what's going on? But then when Ben bursts in and then all of a sudden the supposedly good guys start firing at them with no regard to their lives, like then it's kind of like, oh, shit, this is happening. We got to get out of here. Like
0: everything we've been told is a lie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, at the same time that that's happening, Amber is sneaking through the ICS building. She runs back into Dynamo. Yeah, Who is was who is out of his car, and she he's ready to kill. She splits his pants open, <laughs> yeah. uh, which leads him to he's in disgust. He's in he's in his tidy whiteies, and he's just kind of stumbling around. And oh, how does she manage to short him out? Water, water. That's right. I don't remember so, if it was solid counterplay. Was water. it a sprinkler system or something? She grabs the gun and they're fighting and she pulls the trigger and hits the sprinkler system and Yeah, starts shorting out. So,
1: which isn't super super futuristic. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Did we have waterproof phones in 2000? Yeah, we did. 2017 yeah, we did. Samsung had waterproof phones.
2: i mm-hmm.
1: I'll show Get them. with the times,
0: 86 2017. <laughs> oh, look it. she goes what she goes like, "Oh, look, it's Dickless or something like that." <laughs> I'll show you Dickless. Dynamo's defeated, Dynamo's killed, like everyone else is. Yeah. Which is kind of lame that they left him for last. I liked him the most. I'm glad. I I was hoping he'd come back as a hero. I was like, you know what? I see the error of my ways. No, I'm going to wrestle around with a girl in my underwear until I get electrocuted. I'm going to rip (laughs) you. The shootout's happening. Shootout's pretty much subsiding. Uh, Resistance fighters are... Underground fighters are killing members of the ICS. Yeah, all the ICS members kind of drop like flies. (laughs) One ICS dude just kills... A random person in the audience. Yeah. It's fucked up.
3: Yeah. You know, they don't care.
0: Well, that's one less rating. <laughs> They're not going to get ratings <laughs> after this anyway. So it ends with Ben and Damon. Mm-hmm. And they are.
1: And the funny thing is, is it never says that the recording of the episode stopped. Like everyone ran out. but
0: Yeah, we don't know if it was still going live. Because he goes into
1: this full oh, no. speech. We do know it's going live because it... they
0: see Damon die.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because he goes into this full speech about how Ben should join him because you know he mm-hmm. he only did it all because he knows what the entertainment or the people want, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 world is run by what's popular on TV. Um, he is basically using all of this for his own personal gain, yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and all of this is being broadcast.
0: He's explained, Damon is explaining like he's trying to like take it easy, Ben. This is why we do what we do with the ratings, mm-hmm. like. Nothing personal against you. Like I've been in the business thirty years and He's like I just did it for the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ben's like I've been in the business as long as you have. (laughs) Like sure bro. (laughs) At the same time contraptions are moving and the, the vehicle that they send people down to the running man comes down and it's well, very
1: clear. Well, first, um, what is it? The security guard comes out.
0: Sven comes out right when the yeah. thing comes set
1: and you see Damon start to get a little bit of that cockiness back. Cause he's like, Oh, I got the security guard here with me now. I got yeah. someone to fight. You. Who is
0: bigger than, than Ben.
1: Yeah, he is bigger, but, uh, he walks out and he, you can tell that security guard already kind of hated him Yeah, and already was sort of, uh, iffy on whether or not he should be doing either doing that job or listening to what that guy says but yeah. he's like would you like to have a conversation with my friend sven here yeah and they literally just kind of gave each other a look and sven's just like i think oh, i'm just gonna go head back inside or something yeah. like that like <laughs> yeah i think you guys can talk alone um and he's like oh shit <laughs>
0: yeah. he grabs damon pops his ass into the thing and mm-hmm. sends him down yeah the net is gone yeah, it seems like it launches out in a completely different area. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't because we see that billboard, that cola. Yeah. Cola billboard. Cadre Cola? Something like that? Yeah, Cadre Cola. It's the ICS-sponsored. Uh, yeah. Because we see that with Amber especially. We see that with Amber like running away like mm-hmm. we run past that billboard. Then that's just gone. So he goes down. We see his uh, hundreds and thousands of wrinkles go up into his face like Ken Brockman <laughs> yeah. when the Botox melts. And yeah, he just goes flying into the billboard, crashes, explodes, dies, and then people start cheering.
1: Woo! He's dead. It's over.
0: We enter. Uh, Ben's just sitting in an empty studio with probably a lot of dead bodies yeah. of you know ICS people, maybe some underground fighters. Everybody's and a cheering. Lot of guests. Like yeah, like
1: everybody that's yeah. watching this broadcast is cheering. Like yeah, he did it. They're all
0: dead. He's staring. <laughs> you're you're looking. You know from his backside out super cool action man pose. Mm-hmm. Amber comes back in and they kiss. The and long way to kiss. They walk off the set. He does his
1: yeah. hand back on her we neck. We both thing. were like after all of this he's still cuz it it's like exact same place. This is like where it becomes had. a joke. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I'm just imagining like like in that last scene he puts his hand around her neck and he's like if you try to run anywhere, I'll fucking break your neck. And he's like, ha-ha,
0: yeah. ah, gotcha, just kidding. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and, it's real, and it's really cool. It's like, oh, everyone's cheering. And then you see the last shot basically is cheering. People cheering from the ghetto. People celebrating in the ghetto with the small TV. And it goes to static. And then it says, please stand by.
1: And I love how, like, because that was, I mean, that was a TV show. But it wasn't the government. No, and no it wasn't this. a government, so government mandated
0: television. It was just big corp.
1: It seems like they're all living in this, like, police-run country or police-run state and that things are just generally pretty shitty for everybody. Yeah. And it doesn't really seem like they got much accomplished except for getting rid of this TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because they don't wor- have to worry about dying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Being sent to die. Uh, you get that last shot of that city skyline with the little billboard. They're walking away. Cut static. Yeah, please stand by. Enter your credits with uh, Restless Heart," uh, which is performed by John Parr, who I believe also did the music for Breakfast Club and Saint Almost Fire. Brat Pack movies, not Breakfast Club. Yeah, that was Simple Minds. Uh, John Parr, I believe, did Saint Almost Fire as well. Oh, okay. So it's very it it feels a lot like that. Yeah, uh, that song. But yeah, really cool ending shot. Coolest ending shot of all the movies we watched.
1: Yeah, this entire the this entire movie was filled of the with a pretty cool like. 80s synthwave soundtrack aesthetic
0: yeah yeah and uh, and then that's movie that is the running man
1: this is no game standing in the dark
3: it changed no
1: Not a very long movie, but it did pack a lot into it
0: yes a lot of stuff happening and we skipped over like like with this podcast we don't do every single detail yeah uh, it's a little more broad but we are also covering like the things that happen over the course of the entire movie and I
1: haven't I haven't read the book uh, but it does seem like they probably skip over a lot of little, little bits and pieces yeah. in this movie maybe there are more stalkers in the book yeah maybe there are more stalkers but also like little just like little things of like why was you know why did all that shit happen with the the military you know like little bits and pieces that it didn't explain in I think that was probably just because it wasn't super necessary to the story they were trying to tell through the movie. Yeah. Um, Now, like I said, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much of that is explained in there. But Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm glad we got this early into like a super eighties action movie, especially one that's like dystopian because eighties dystopia is so much different than anything else. Dystopia.
1: Yeah. Especially because it's still locked in the
0: eighties. You know what I mean? Like the future eighties stuff is still eighties. We got
1: to watch some original Mad Max. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Very good. Very solid movie. I think a great start uh, because this is one that's more of like, yeah, this is the most entertainment medium it could be used Mm -hmm. for to kill a bunch of people. Now when we get closer into the month, it's going to get more. This is a warning for people. Uh it gets more and more fucked up. Yeah. as we go on. Uh actually I think it actually scales up. Yeah, which I mean, is crazy couple... because yeah, when we get to the last movie, it's going to make the purge look like nothing. Sort of. Battle Royale, really? Yeah. I
1: would say the Battle Royale and the Purge are probably on equal footing in terms of... But it's of... kind
0: of fucked up because they're kids that are forced to do it. Yeah. And also, like, they don't know... Have you seen how kids fire guns in that movie? They don't know how to shoot guns. Yeah. But it also set the stage for a bunch of other stuff. But The Running Man was definitely the least violent and Mo uh, also the shortest movie mm-hmm. of...
1: Definitely not as violent as some of uh, King's other films, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. It's just basically got... It, you take a Stephen King premise turn it into a Schwarzenegger action film yeah, with like a a weird twist. And I can
1: definitely see this movie being redone to be like super gory and like way darker than it is with this premise. Yeah. But uh, just like the whole eighties era of filmmaking really makes this like what it is. It could have been something
0: completely different of made in any other generation. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, our next movie for next week is the purge. Mm hmm so uh if you want to send notes to us, send them by september eleventh at about i don't think about noon i'll just i'll say the cutoffs at noon and we will uh we' we'll, we will read them we will account uh we will take into account them yeah those notes. I'm good at talking. We'll do it. Triple M podcast at Outlook.com is where you're going to want to send them. If you have just a brief little factoid or something that's like maybe just a couple sentences and you don't want to make the email out of that, DM us. We'll take those into account too. Our Twitter and Instagram are both Pod. If you want Uh, to follow our personals, T. Panooch on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am Ryan T.
1: Larrabee on Instagram, and I don't really use my Twitter. so
0: (laughs) Just take the T out of the...
1: Yeah. Instagram just and that's Brian Larry for Twitter.
0: Yeah. So uh that is that. And you had something you wanted to say. Do you? Did I? Yeah, right before I said socials. Oh, okay. You gave me oh. a look. Oh. Wait, no. Yeah, no I, what? No. Oh, you just say thought I
1: wanted to say something because I had a look? Yeah.
0: No. You don't have anything to say? No. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I guess that's an episode. <laughs> I was confused. That was really fun. <laughs> that was really good, guys. I'm leaving all of this in. I'll see you next week with the Purge.
1: Until then, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for another episode. And please join us next week on Mangled Movie Madness.
0: (laughs) Yeah, say the show title before the thing.